I'm just so loaded back then, I don't remember half the crap I did. You pointed the gun and you blew her away. I remember it like it was yesterday. You asked for a ride and you pulled the gun. I don't remember. You are wearing torn jeans, a black baseball cap, and a denim jacket with an Indian guy in the back. I had fever. Now say it. Say it. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Keith, for the last time, stop calling Eamon this bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's offensive. Yeah. Well, I can just tell you're in heat, Eamon. It's spring, spring I am. Time. It is my time of the month. <laughs> spring has sprung. Spring has sprung. <laughs> that's not the only thing that's sprung. So before we talk about season four, episode five, Leader of the Pack, which is our episode for Leader this week. Leader of the Pack. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Ah, so good. We can't do this on an empty stomach. We've got to fuel up and we've got a couple tasty treats to talk about to get us in the mood for Highlander, Leader of the Pack. Some doggy snacks, some Scooby snacks, Scooby as it were. Scooby snacks. Scooby snacks. So, Scooby doo. Scooby, 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 so the name Scooby Doo. In the original Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo was the Scooby Snacks in the a pup weed. named Scooby Doo. It's, yeah, it's it always weed? been drugs, but and a pup named Scooby Doo. The Scooby Snacks are like a branded thing. thing. Yeah. yeah, which makes no sense because Scooby is not famous yet. Yeah. But in the original series, were they always just like brown, a brown circle? I don't remember. I thought it was bone-shaped, but I don't was, recall. Was it bone-shaped? I don't know. We're going to have to do some more research on this. We'll but. have to get to the bottom of that. <laughs> on, this clear, on this clearly very well thought yeah. out, not at all improvised bit. Yep. <laughs> so we need our own Scooby Snacks to help us get through this episode. And so, here we go. Eamon, do you want to open these? This is following sure. in our tradition from last week's episode. <laughs> our tradition of one. <laughs> our tradition of one, right. So I just want to say... Um, <laughs> Not to criticize Keith's I know. I, I don't know why I do this. I make them, like, secret. They're... He wraps them to be a secret, but it's just, like, a piece of <laughs> computer paper with, like, packing tape. Yeah. It looks like duct tape. It's safe, duct tape. Or that duct is tape. secured. This well, would have been more appropriate I don't have, like, brown episode. paper bags to put it in. Oh, and I'll plastic you... bags you can see through. So. I'll get you some brown paper bags. Okay. So this is so a, bag, a bag of some kind. Woof, woof. Bow wow, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, this is another Asiatic lace. This is pure spicy flavor. <laughs> this is pure spicy flavor. Pure spicy. So on the cover is an enormous chip and then Ooh, a it's like crinkle cut pepper. Mm-hmm. Crinkle cut. And just for cut. the for the listening audience. There it is. Ugh. It's real. This is not a game. We are not making this up. This ain't no game. This is not a game. You break into his house and you set him on fire. <laughs> They broke into the Lay's house and set these chips on fire. That's right. So these are Lay's potato chips, and these these are also from China. Are these chips going to break into our mouths and set them on fire? Hopefully. Oh, my God. It's so loud. (laughs) Uh. Oh, boy. Uh Uh-oh. It might be struggling. No. It's good. I like this. I like this more than the Mexican tomato. Okay. How pure does this spice taste? I like the texture of the chip. We always like a good wrinkle. Yeah, I like a crinkle. 
These feel like a wider grade of wrinkle. It's yeah, like coarse grained wrinkle. It's much wider than a, uh, a ruffle. Well, this is this is metric wrinkles because it's from China. Oh, they're not very spicy. No, disappointed in the spice level. There's there's some there's some after spice. I feel. I'm gonna go ahead and say these are better as chips, but less interesting as a flavor. Yeah, like this might be like a more enjoyable experience overall, but the other ones were way more interesting. There's like some onion, some garlic, some pure spice. Yeah, I like. How these. pure is your spice? No, I like them too. I would eat a whole. These bit. are Dune chips. Yeah, I would eat a bag, like an, a big bag of these. Yeah, I, I, the thing I'm learning over and over again is I would eat a big bag of any potato chips by myself. So like maybe, but like those, those Mexican tomato ones, that's like a novelty chip. I would think for me at least, it's like yeah, like I'll try them. This was like if I saw this on the shelf, I'd be like, oh, these are pretty good. Let's get a bag. Mm. Oh boy, there it is. This bitch is in heat. By which I mean the pun on heat. They're spicy. This bitch is, is spicy. It pure, this bitch is in pure spicy. This chip, All right, so. this chip is about to be in heat, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Eamon, how would you rate these chips? One to ten we did last time for these chips? This is like a six or seven chip. If the other one was a six, this is a seven. I'm still going to put this at a six. I find it enjoyable, but I don't think the flavor is that interesting. Like, it's... What is your ten chip? Just so we get a benchmark. Oh, uh, I love kettle cooked ginger chips. The wasabi ginger? No, no, that no, shit. not well. I do love the wasabi ginger, but that is this is like kettle brand Thai ginger chips mm. are awesome. I'm plain. I just like a bag of hers chips. Do you like a dip with a chip? No, just chips. Just chips. Just chips. I like a dip, a little sour cream with a plain chip. Mm. That's because plain chips are boring. I like plain chips. I'm just plain though. I I'm like spicy chips person. though. Yeah, do you? Hmm. No, I don't know. Like if I had to pick between like. A cheese chip or a whatever kind of chip. I, I I like spicy. But I like spicy snacks, period, because I like snacking when I'm drinking. So. Hey, on that topic, what are we drinking? We are drinking Narragansett in a retro 1975 can. It's pretty great. Or as you're supposed to colloquially order it, a Gansett. A Gansett. That's right. These are pretty popular in Philly, especially to go with a shot. Yeah, because normally they they'll show cheap. you with a 16-ounce beer. Pound it down. Pound it down, baby. So let's pound out some reader mail. Ooh. We've got some reader mail from our first episode of this season, Homeland. Ooh. Uh, so I will read the first one. We've got three emails that were oh. written into us. So this is from Jack F. Jack. Jack. Jackie. <laughs> Jack Goff? Jack, Jack off. off. <laughs> oh, Sorry, that's too much. Sorry, Jack. Sorry, Jack. He says, your Highlander 3 coverage was amazing per usual, but it's damn nice to have you back into the series. We Start- feel the same way. Yeah. Starting off with one of my favorite episodes ever, no less. Yeah, that's right. Doing it right in order. Um, Actually, me means leader of the pack. Yeah. He says, did you guys notice that not only did they try to make Duncan seem younger in Scotland by having a Scottish accent at a higher pitch, as you've pointed out, but also, AP's chest looks like it was shaved during his Deborah scenes. And what? somebody else pointed this out on Facebook as well. It does appear that it's that way, that he's got like a non-hairy chest to make him wow. kind of like look younger. Interesting. Yeah, how about that? Uh, that's dedication. That is dedication. Mm-hmm. Do you think he got it waxed? He waxed it? I could see AP getting waxed. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's waxed in his bikini zone? <laughs> bikini zone. His no-touching zone? Yeah. Well, based on the, the tighty-whitey shot we got from oh, him in this episode, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. What Did all, he have body this, hair in that? Not much. All yeah. I'm saying is he looks like he's got a real heavy dick. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. 
That's um, a sort of experience, am I right? <laughs> Jack also says, also, not only did the episodes have three endings, the castle shown at the end is Castle Tyrium, which according to Google is an 11 hour walk from Glenfinnan. Long way to go for some sword practice. Wow. That's How long brutal. is it by horse? Or Could, by helicopter or shot. By helicopter shot? No. I don't know, but that is very far. Um, he says, anyway, I look forward to your future coverage. I think season four is one of my favorites. It gets even better next episode when Charlie works for a military organization that doesn't test out their brand new guns before going into combat <laughs> very true the balkans resistance movement not very strong on the r&r yeah charlie's R&D, more used to having R&R. samurai swords in his backpack than firing a gun i guess yeah kyle would you like to read the next bit of reader mail sure this comes from chip hey chip, chip. is this our first message it's from re- a chip it's related to our beauty and the beast earlier segment and that little cute little cup chip hey guys first off thanks as always for your humorous episodes i always look forward to listening to them i just listened to your episode on season forms homeland and you guys wondered why duncan and his cousin robert were friends we only see robert angry and no one is at their best when they're angry Without showing any type of relationship between Robert and Duncan, parenthetical, or any of Robert's personality at all other than angry, there is no way to understand how they'd be friends. I also don't quite understand the situation for how Duncan and Deborah fell in love when she was betrothed to Robert. I sincerely don't believe that Duncan would court a woman who is betrothed to anyone else, let alone a kinsman. That's a great point. Nor that he would go to ask her father for a hand if she was already promised. Maybe that betrothal happened after Duncan and Deborah had started their relationship, but in a small village like that, I can't imagine it would have been a secret. I also don't think Duncan and Deborah's affection for each other would be a secret parenthetical his dad certainly knew about it close parenthetical and if that was the case there's no way her father would betroth her to someone other than the chieftain's son this part of the episode wasn't explained well the rest of the episode was pretty awesome though as you said thanks for your time semper fi those are some good points it's yeah. like it's a little confusing when this whole betrothal thing happens which introduces like odd timing components that is a good point where's duncan really just, think of yeah where's duncan just being a sleaze about this whole thing he could be like he knows that she's supposed to marry wolverine but yeah he's just being a real scott summers about it oh scott Ooh. summers <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of the gift we should make of robert as Wolverine touching the picture of Cyclops and Jean longingly. Yeah, we should definitely do that one because yeah. it's the best. Also, that's the source of one of my favorite memes because they'll sub out that photo mm-hmm. for other things. And lastly, I will say, I don't think he is that edition of Wolverine, but he might be. I think he's the X-Men evolution. Yeah, I think yeah. he's that Wolverine and on. I don't mm-hmm. think he's the... The classic. Oh, really? Uh, Our classic Wolverine is the Zone. No, no, I don't think so. I think this guy is the guy from the Zone. Robert is the guy from the Zone. I believe so, but not, not sure. from the original original X Men cartoon. Correct. Yeah, that's uh, my theory. We'll have to double check. We'll have to figure this out. But uh, that's that's my hot take. I think the guy in the Zone is the original Wolverine, and then this guy is other Wolverine. That's my theorem. We'll have to test these out. We'll we could probably get to somewhere pretty close to the truth on this one. And who's Hugh Jackman? We all have to get tested. We we'll have to get tested for yeah. what? After this, after this recording session, we all need to go get tested. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this one's for you, Eamon. Arr. All right, Eamon. Third bit of reader mail. What do we got? This is from Wendy P, by the way. Oh, okay. Hey, guys. I'm relaxed, I promise. Just because Keith mispronounces things continuously on the show doesn't mean I'm sitting in my car screaming corrections at him much. 
You guys Very make good. me laugh way too much for that. Thank you, Wendy. So we're back with season four, and as always, your analysis is spot on. I really enjoy how you all take the episodes apart and show what often minor changes would have been necessary to take the episode from pretty good to amazing. Qualifying the issues with the storytelling in Highlander 3 as being and then versus the improvements in Homeland as being because is a distinction I will be keeping in my criticism toolbox. There you oh. go. It's a, the and then versus therefore mm-hmm. discussion we had. In general, I find the episodes that focus entirely on Duncan unsatisfying. Ooh, hot take. Yeah. Wendy P, a, a Duncan McLeod skeptic, perhaps. That's right. I think most women find Duncan very satisfying. I know. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. Am I right? I know that. <laughs> I know they're usually fan favorites, but to me, they always feel like they're missing something vital. Homeland is no exception. On the one hand, we have Duncan returning to his roots and getting to see how much he's changed. It's one of the rare opportunities the show gave us to see the mortal Duncan, which was a great way to return us to the character for the fourth season and after all the events of finale. In some ways, it allowed us both us and him uh, a chance to both reground and to reposition our understanding of who he is. On the other, the mechanisms for telling that story that should naturally be very because driven rely too much on and then and then joe shows up and then rachel decides duncan is a good guy and then kane wolf manages to display some screen presence (laughs) one thing i think might have helped is was if joe and rachel had a scene together i think they do but yeah Uh, like not a good one though yeah not a good one i think the only scene they have together is who is ken wolf yeah (laughs) i think that's that's the only scene together while duncan's off tracking down deborah's grave the two of them could have been sharing drinks They talk, and Joe changes Rachel's mind about what kind of person Duncan is. It would have been a great opportunity to get Joe's perspective on watching Duncan, another way to reground us after the summer break, pass along some exposition for new viewers, and give Joe something to do in the story. It also would have been nice to have... Other than throw Duncan under the bus. He does that. That's his biggest action. Well, I don't know. I don't know know what the fuck any of this is. No, I'm not with him. That's not mine. (laughs) Who the fuck's this guy? Yeah. It also would have been nice to have a female character who is specifically set up to be someone Duncan is neither going to bed nor behead. <laughs> that's that's a good point. With the departures of both Tessa and Anne, Duncan's track record of lovers isn't good. Perhaps he could have benefited from gaining a sister, which would have been an interesting follow-through on a story that focuses so much on family an identity. That's all I have for now. Thanks for a great rewatch. We wow. <laughs> Barbara Walters snuck in for that. Thanks for a great rewatch and for giving me a lot to think about with an episode I've always been in the minority about feeling mad on. Best Wendy. Thanks, Wendy. That, yeah, was, that, was, a, a, that was a good email. Yeah, there, there were some real kernels of truth in that guy. Yeah, yeah surprisingly, didn't shit all over us. So you, yeah. <laughs> you. No, she loves did. us. She's skeptical of you. That's right. She said on you a little bit. A to little be bit. Fair. <laughs> no, she, she's good. She's good. Yeah. Thank no, you, that Wendy. was great. Thanks everybody for Very writing good. in about yeah. Homeland. I like that we've established a fake rivalry between Keith and one of our fans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Completely undeserved. Well, she sends all these mean emails. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, uh, so thanks everybody again for writing in. And if you'd like to write into the Highlander Rewatch podcast with your thoughts on our critique or anything you'd like to add, trivia and whatnot, nudes, uh, nudes, yes, please send nudes. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> for the love of God, don't do that. You can send them to Highlander Rewatched at gmail.com. Or and, just find me and send me. Yeah, right. So how about we talk a little bit about this next episode we're going to review? How about we talk for the next two hours about this episode? So this week we're going to be talking about season four, episode four, Leader of the Pack. Leader of the Pack. So this episode originally aired October 16th, 1995. And this episode was directed by... Mario Azabardi. That's right. He did three episodes prior to this one. He did Finale Part 1, Mortal Sins, and Rite of Passage. And he's only got one more to go after this. This episode was written by Larry Shore, Lawrence Shore. And uh, we, of course, always check in with him. Yeah, Hanukkah always, hoops. Always a shot in the light. How are we doing on Hanukkah hoops? Well, I'd like shalom, to, shalom from downtown. So yeah, so a little background on Hanukkah hoops. He is part of this, I guess, charity that brings the power of Hanukkah and, and basketball and, together. And to basketball, yeah, right. Um, we would say Hanukkah and Judaism together because <laughs> there's not much daylight between them. <laughs> well, I was gonna say and basketball, Hanukkah yeah, and Judaism. To basketball. To basketball. Right. So here's my thought. We have actually another little tasty snack, a beverage this time to try. I have tried contacting Hanukkah Hoops. Yeah, Manischewitz. <laughs> Hanukkah Hoops and Mr. Larry Shore via Twitter. Eamon, you are the Twitter guru among us. I'm thinking, let's do a little taste test, and I'd like to be tweeting him this episode. <laughs> okay. And if he responds, he, great. If not, we'll tell you guys what happens next time. Okay. I'm going to bring up the Highlander Rewatch Twitter, which oh, you we're, we're can live follow. Him. We are live tweeting him. So if you'd like to tweet us, we are at The Rewatchers That's on right. Twitter. And are we following? We're going to find out. If we're not, we're going to follow him. Larry Shore. All right, Kyle, would you like to open this beverage and it- tell us what we're fueling our bodies with. This thing is covered in so much duct tape. You might as well put a padlock on this. Rattling chains. Is oh. that a comedy bang bang reference? Yes. Clanking chains. Georgia peach flavored Coca-Cola. What on earth are you? So unlike the Chinese chips I've been getting and all sorts of other Asian snacks that are perhaps hard to find for some of our listeners, this is the new release from Coca-Cola, which is a flavored Coke. So this is not like a... Peach soda, this is Coke with peach, much like vanilla Coke. Yes, yeah, so this feels like a blast from the past, like in the days of doing like Coke with lime. There was Coke with lime and there was a Coke with lemon or was that Pepsi with lemon? I thought there was a Pepsi with lemon. There was a Coke lime. There was vanilla Coke. There was a cherry vanilla Coke. Oh, cherry vanilla Coke was very good. Yeah, which I think you can still get that if you go to like a... It's a replacement for a fountain drink, and it looks like a computer, and you get to put in your soda and, like, add flavor to it. So if I ever go to Qdoba, I get Coke with lime. (laughs) This smells very peachy. Uh, So, Eamon, before we drink these delicious Georgia Peach Cokes, uh, what have we found about Larry Shore as we've tried to tweet him? So I've searched Lawrence Shore and Larry Shore on Twitter, and none of them seem like a home run. And we've tweeted at him before, and that account appears to be gone. We have. We found that tweet, and there's no evidence that he's connected to it anymore. So maybe we drove him off Twitter with our persistent <laughs> our persistent questions about Hanukkah hoops. Yeah. yeah. We just want to see his work. Yeah, we're fans. But let's try this uh Coke Peach. It smells oh. like a peacho. Yes, yeah, so it smells like a peach ring. It smells pretty good. Oh boy, okay. It also tastes like a peach ring. This is pretty good. This it, is delicious. It, it has like and it also has like vanilla in it. Yeah. 
So it's like peach vanilla Coke. I'm curious to see. We're drinking probably three to four ounces of this each, depending on how accurate my pour was. I'm curious to see how you'd feel about drinking a whole bottle of this because it is sweet. It's sweeter than your average Coke. I love soda. Mm -hmm. I don't allow myself to drink it anymore. Yeah, because it's so fucking bad for you. This is really, this is sweet. But it does taste like a Cokey peach ring. I started drinking that Coke Zero for a little bit because of Jimmy Pardo. Oh, yeah? It was good, but it's still still not good for you. This is delicious. Yeah, this is good. Yeah. Not bad Coke. I was a little skeptical of a new Coke flavor like this. Georgia peach. So these come in like kind of classic Coke bottles. Uh, Guys, how would you rate these? One to zero to ten. I'd say that's like a, a seven or eight. Wow. Or eight or nine. Wait, is it a seven? Is it an eight or is it a nine? That is a wide I'd rate range. That like a seven, eight, nine, or ten. Okay. <laughs> Any one of those. Kyle, how out. much would you rate? I'd give that a seven. I'm cautious. It's a cautious seven because I think if I drank a whole bottle of that to myself, I might feel not as peachy keen about yeah. the whole thing. Ooh. I think I might give it a six. It's six is your magic number. I know. Well, I've been giving everything six. You've given three times. You've yeah. really given to the 666. It's fine. Also, I will quantify that by saying to me, Coke is a 10. Oh, yeah. Like, Coke, Coke is a, Coke's I think a fucking like rock a star. Near, basically perfect soda. Any Coke? No, Coca Cola. What's your um, oh, preferred method de- of like, deliverance deliver- system? Fountain Coke is pretty good. Fountain Coke is it's good. It's like very effervescent. I need to get a Mexican very Coke. Ooh, a Mexican Coke. Those are good. How I need it. Plastic bottle? Uh uh-uh. uh. Coke definitely tastes better out of a glass bottle. That's yeah. for sure. Well, also, yeah. it's made with sugar in those. It's not made with... The Mexican Coke, correct. Yeah. yeah. And if I had a choice between a, a can or a plastic bottle, I'd go with the can. Wow. Even though I'm getting less. This, just to let you know, the peach one has cane sugar. It is not corn syrup. Georgia peach. Georgia. Georgia. All right, so... <laughs> so we've killed it this episode. That's right. Um, Let's talk about for the first time this episode. <laughs> that's right. Okay, so Larry sure wrote it. He's bounced off Twitter. He's gone. Maybe. Did you say he's rebounded off Twitter? <laughs> that's right. He's been blocked off Twitter. <laughs> All right, so Larry Shore, he's written a bunch of other Highlander episodes. His previous episodes have been Mortal Sins. That's a good one. That's a great one. They also serve... Pretty good, that's but okay. should be uh, better. One. Obsession? No, bad. Bad, bad, bad. Prodigal Son? Good. Warmonger. Okay. Darkness. Ooh. Pretty good. And Eye of the Beholder. Mm. I like Eye of the Beholder. Gabriel Patone. Yeah. The eh. Zone. Patone. All that right. Let's so, give us some of our favorite moments yeah. ever, so it's hard to knock it. This episode guest stars Louis Ferreria. Ferreria. Ferreira. Uh, this guy's in fucking everything. As Peter Canis. Uh, this guy's done lots, including a few episodes of Breaking Bad. He was Colonel Everett Young on Stargate SGU. I liked SGU. And I thought he'd get a good performance in that. He's got such like a raspy, tortured voice. So here's a good one, though. He also played Donald Trump Trump. in the TV movie Trump Unauthorized. And so here's a little tidbit on that. After announcing the biopic by ABC, Donald Trump officially said he would sue the movie makers. Excuse me. President Donald Trump said he would (laughs) sue the movie makers. After watching the movie with his wife, Melania, he said that he was flattered by the film. And it was a great compliment. Even if a few facts were wrong, like Peter Wenick, who was a fictitious character, he praised Justin Lewis's performance, saying that he, quote, did a very excellent job. I really just wish he was my height, end quote. Melania also enjoyed the movie, but said that the movie brought nothing new since Trump's life is, quote, an open book and there's no surprises, end quote. Oh, <laughs> wow. wow. So, that like, 2005, is, a... is this, how close is this to when he's raw-dogging porn stars? I mean, I assume he's been doing that the whole the time. The whole time. Yeah, but when was, like, the Stormy Daniels thing? 
Uh, was that around 2005? Maybe eight? No surprises. No surprises yeah. anywhere. Just look away. What a thing for your wife to say. No surprises in my life with my husband. Like <laughs> That sounds like a underhanded burn. So is this something we can see? I don't know, actually. I didn't really follow through to look up this made-for-TV movie. We I should check it wanna, out. I want to see it now. Yeah. That Trump has praised it. It's very flattering. Maybe we'll uh, mini-sode it. Fake news. Anyway, this episode also guest stars Venus Terzo as Valerie Meach. <laughs> Valerie Meach. Uh, she, check this out, was the voice of Black Arachnia on Beast Wars. Oh, wow. hubba hubba. And she voiced Jean on X-Men Evolution. Wow. Jean. And she was Dr. Schwartz on Arrow. Who, Dr. Schwartz. Mm. So, ready for the IMDb episode description? Yeah, yeah. Immortal Canis is using attack dogs to injure immortals so he can easily take their heads. And Duncan is his next target. There is a comma in between that. Easily take their heads, comma, and Duncan is his next target. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Meanwhile, Richie encounters the young man who killed Tessa and made him immortal and demands vengeance. Also a comma there for no reason. In flashback to 1785 England... Comma, Canis and his dogs hunting a young boy and McLeod kills one. Okay. And that's this it. is long. That's it? Wait, that's it? That's it. Yeah, no, that's a bonkers description. And seeking revenge. So let's hop into this episode. How's it start? Amen. With some underbrush and starts with branches. another POV shot. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It starts with like the exact same shot of fucking Mikey, Mikey running, running around. Away. Yeah. It's like the same shot. There's also, it's Gallagher. The yeah. guy looks like Gallagher. <laughs> like yeah, this guy's look is nuts. <laughs> yeah, he's he straight up looks like old Gallagher <laughs> yeah. getting mauled by dogs. So yeah, he's he's all bloody and shit, and he's getting chased by three Rottweilers. Right. Who let the dogs out? Oh, who? 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 Who, who? <laughs> who let the dogs out? So now we're introduced to our villain, and how's this guy look? My God. So he, Holy shit. He's too much even for this fucking show. Yes, he is. He's the whitest, trashiest, Euro-trash looking. <laughs> well, he's got, like, slicked back black hair, a really heavy-looking leather jacket. It's like a rubber jacket. Like, yeah. It's, he's a leather daddy. And Does he have a cross on his shirt or something? Like, he's it's, got a fleur-de-lis. Yeah. Okay. yeah. A graphic tee. He's got a, t- a, a graphic with yeah, this flirtily like screen printed on it, a white T-shirt with this symbol just screen printed on it. This guy looks like a grade A jackass. Yeah. This guy, also, he's, he's wearing yellow shades <laughs> yeah. and a dog collar. And he has like a, a dog collar, and color. he looks spray tanned. Yeah, like is this guy is Paulie oh, D. I don't think he has his shades. Okay, yet. yeah, this guy but, is the Jersey Shore version of a Highlander villain. Yeah, like they were like, oh, Paulie D, you want to like fight with does the sword? That, does that guy? Yeah, bro, does he wear? leather no the but leather he wears like the, the, the t's like this and the yeah, haircut and the weird symbols yeah bullshit haircuts yeah we smashed yeah, yeah. like he Let's bought the smash room or that whatever. t-shirt from like hot topic yeah or like coles or, or something or, or, or coles coles <laughs> would always have like these weird shirts with like a skull and then there'd just be like weird like a snake curling through its eyes yeah and like royalty free like design <laughs> flourishes like leaves or like weird symbols right. and mm. stuff. Like this guy looks so trashy. Yeah, he does. So this guy's worn down by these three dogs mauling the shit out of him. Right. 
and he has a sword, but he's in no condition to fight. And this and, guy's name is Canis, mm-hmm. as in K9. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, good gravy. And the guy issues his one line with as much gusto as he can muster. Canis! Yeah. And then he just whacks his sword out of his hand. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's that. There's no fight. He's just like, and he's you're done. done. And so that's our cold open. We get to meet this guy and know that he's chasing people with dogs. Canis. He's a dog boy. He's a dog lover. <laughs> he's a dog man now. Yeah, he's a dog man. After the credits, we see Mac. He's walking down, I don't know, some business district. And he has a book. Then he has a book, and he's just kind of going through, and there is a dog following him. Dog doesn't appear to be mean or bad or anything, but we know as the audience that, like, this is no good. Bad news bears or mm-hmm. dogs. Bad news dogs. At some point, Max just like, hey, don't worry, I won't hurt you. And he puts his hand out and the dog growls at him. So he's like, oh, well, f- fuck you then. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we cut to the dojo office and Richie is doing work on a computer. Oh, I guess we're getting ready for your name and favorite part of this. The we're ready bal- to explore the ballot the, sheet. Ready to see the PL for the, yeah. the, the. Did anybody zoom in and his, take note his, of any of this stuff? His assets and his, his liabilities. Can't wait to see. Well, don't worry because I have it all down. Do um, they have anything about his? Um, his fixed assets. Well, the, <laughs> less depreciation. <laughs> they bank at a place called Regal Bank. The payroll Good. account has sixty-eight thousand dollars in it. The account sitting in it. That's what it says. Uh, who is, is that for? Richie? Who's getting paid out of that? I, I don't know. And that's, I think that, you shouldn't that have has... that much money in a payroll account, especially because yeah. there's maybe one employee. Yeah. <laughs> like that money should be working for you, not sitting in an account. Advances receivable is one hundred thirty-eight thousand seven hundred eighty-one. Oh, I guess that's how many members he has, and they like pay monthly. Advances. Uh, so then there's. There's inventory listed as his current assets. Weights, there's $12,000 in weights. 13000 in clothing? What is What? Are there like membership tees and shit? What is <laughs> like, What's the clothing? clothing? He actually just expenses a bunch of suits and stuff. 13000 That's what it, it says. There's over $10,000 in belts. <laughs> Total inventory assets, $60,000. Capital assets, $120,000. The land, it says, is worth $250,000. The buildings is one hundred and forty-one. Although, what part of the percentage of the building is that? Like, that building has to be worth a lot more than 141000 That building's huge. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, maybe there's two floors, but even then, I don't think that's enough. All in, would you believe that that's like a $400,000 building? No. Okay, you think it's more than that? Yeah. Okay. It's a big building. It is and a big it's building. brick. And then other assets... But it's also in the zone. That's, that's, that's true. true. $116,000 vehicles? <laughs> vehicles? What? what? I don't know. gym vehicles are <laughs> Don't there? worry. It gets weirder. Yeah. $118,000 boats. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this just all of Max's assets? It um, has to be all of his assets. I guess. But he has to be richer than that. We just saw him buy a $750,000 Right, yeah, property. that doesn't make yeah. sense either. Then there's $32,000 of dojo equipment. <laughs> $8,481 in office equipment in that shitty Ooh, little office. I just realized the property's bifurcated. He lives above it. Right. That's probably listed as a separate property. Probably. So the first two floors are probably what the... The dojo. Right, that's what jo- I was assuming. But I still think it's worth more than 141000 I don't know. A uh. two-floor brick building in a shit neighborhood? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Where murders constantly happen because, <laughs> because of Duncan McLeod. <laughs> yeah, I guess a monk. Duncan is committing a lot of them, so... Duncan is lowering his own property value maybe by simply existing. 
oh, that's his plan to be a slumlord. Huh? He's trying to depress Ooh. all these property values and buys them out, yep. and then all of a sudden he just stops showing Hannity of Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, then Richie talks about how they're losing money. Richie says, the way I see it, Mac, you break even just in time for the second coming if they freeze property taxes. So Mac is like somehow losing money but has a shit ton of money like invested in this place, it would seem. And then Mac pokes Richie in the ear. Anyone notice that? <laughs> they're kind of joking around. Richie just kind of gives him a little poke. Well, that's because they're buddies, and nothing gets Mac feeling like a prankster, like talking about accounting. But Kyle, Duncan has a new job. Tell us about it. Oh, he is a professor at the local university by some contrivance, and he is going to be teaching medieval arms and armor. Of the 13th century. Well, I think that's the and book. Treasure, Treasures of the Fourth. Oh, no, that those is are the, the book. Those sorry, are the sorry. tomes that Richie pulls out. And Richie is being a real piece of shit and is like, oh, is that what they learn in college these days? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, what a waste of time. Time, yeah. We get a funny bit where Max's like, well, I didn't learn to read until I was 50. Right. And he's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> and I actually had to walk funny. both yeah. ways. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good bit. But Mac is I'm teaching. just tired of these fucking ivory tower liberals <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thinking that they're better than us with their medieval arms and armor education. <laughs> the cultural elites. Yeah. With their balance this is, sheets. This is your East Coast cosmopolitan bias. That is definitely not racially coded language. And Mac hears a, do- a dog Some dogs barking. barking. He looks a little concerned. Like, it's like, ooh, what could that be? Hmm. So we cut to a street vendor cart. And Richie's getting yes. a hot dog. I assume yes. this, this part's awesome. I was like, I'm getting ready for him to throw it. That weapon of mass is destruction. Is the same hot dog cart as <laughs> in the episode with Annie Devlin? I don't think so. I think These hot is. dogs look like shit. They're yeah. all like shriveled up. Also, I'm like assuming he, it, it's a dog-themed episode. That's like that's part. Wh- that's, that's that is totally why he's why getting it is. hot dog. That's dogs. what I wrote down. It's dog. <laughs> I have hot dog underlined <laughs> in my notes. Hot dog. He's just buying a weapon of mass destruction that he carelessly throws away. Yo, when he throws this, it's a pet peeve of mine in uh, movies and TV shows when the character doesn't eat the food they're about to eat. It drives me nuts. He at least has a reason to want to run. That, that's <laughs> he's going to run with it the yeah. whole time. If he did it, Armand sure. Shervon style director of Samurai Cop, he would hand it back and say, keep it warm for me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But there is something crazy that happens in the scene that like kind of bugs me. The guy who owns the hot dog cart, he's like, hey, Richie, like he's like, do you want mustard? And Richie's like, yeah. And the guy hands him the hot dog, and Richie has to put his own mustard on. It's like, why did you ask? Like, you have to do it yourself. yourself? Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, put it on yourself. Yeah, here you go, buddy. (laughs) Richie sees a special someone come out of the he building. sees Carrot Top. Like a biker. He's like a bike delivery messenger, yeah, right? Yeah, courier. Wait, how courier. many jobs does this guy have? Because later he's doing... I assume that was a new job. That's something. a new job because he bounced. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. He fled. So we get some flashbacks here. And so there's some flashbacks from the darkness where this guy... Fucking shoots the shit out of Tessa. Yeah, and Richie. <laughs> and Richie. So Richie recognizes Rich. this is the murderer. I'm very impressed that he recognizes this guy. He yeah. looks very different. He looks very different in the dark with a hat. Yeah. Years ago, sees a dude with like glowing red hair whose hair he has never helmet. seen before. Right. Like, they really make you work for it. <laughs> so then Richie goes on a chase. He's like, son of a bitch. And he throws the hot he dog in and rips dog. this dude off the bike. This is kind of cool. He goes at this dude. Oh, yeah. Richie's in full-on fucking beast mode. The guy, like, gets into a building, locks the door. Richie throws a garbage can through the window. (laughs) And there's an old woman watching him, and she's like, what are you doing? And then he hulks this guy's apartment door open. Yo, 
he destroys this guy's apartment. Should we play this clip? There's so much good Richie acting in this where Richie's screaming in this guy's face. This kitchen fight looks a little improvised, but like stuff is just falling off of shelves onto them. Like at some point they get like bathed in cereal boxes. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. I hope they didn't have to do more, multiple takes of this, like to reset the yeah. whole apartment. <laughs> uh, so here's Richie going beast mode. I'm the guy you shot. Shot? You're crazy. And you killed a friend of mine, you little bastard. No, I've never killed anybody. I've never even seen you before. Never yeah, look again! Never <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll look again! And he spits, like, in this guy's yeah. mouth. <laughs> so is, I don't know. Stan Kirsch works hard in this episode. He's definitely the hardest working man in this episode. Other than the dogs. I, I was the just going to say, other than yeah. the dogs. Have you guys seen Island? Oh, look again! I did. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot, too. It looked beautiful. Yeah, it's great. I heard somebody the other day, though, describe Wes Anderson movies as white exploitation movies. <laughs> That's funny. And I thought that was very funny. So this guy... His name's Mark. He has kind of no idea what's going on. He's like freaked out. He, yeah. his, he has, his wife is there, or girlfriend, I guess, who's pregnant. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know what's going on. She's like hiding in a closet, essentially. Yeah. Is she hiding in like the shower? He like puts I her think in it's the sh- a, like a, like a, a pantry a with a curtain something. in front of it yeah. or something. I think. And he's just like, this guy's crazy. Right. <laughs> the cops get called. Because of course they do at yeah. this point. He's been. Because Richie's broken into two buildings yep. or yeah. rooms. Well, yeah. yeah. He's built, broken into one building and one apartment. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so the cops arrest Richie, and, and he's like, "Just Noel, look it up." Yeah, look it up. Also, at one point, he is like, they're just kind of grabbing each other, and the wife or the the girlfriend, the fiance, the pregnant one, just goes, "You're killing, you're him. killing him." Right? <laughs> it's like, like what? What? That's not true. <laughs> Swear to me. So we cut. To what the script says is Seacouver State University. Oh, my alma mater. So Seacouver is a state. No, it's a state-run university. Is that how that always works? Or no? I think so. I I mean, things can be described as state university without having the name of the state before it. Yeah, that's true. But I'm getting the impression that it's calling it, like, that's the name of the school. I agree that it is the name of the school, so-and-so state university. I don't know. Maybe Seacouper's a state. Throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah. The 52nd state. We have posited that before. We, that, that we have. have that, that, that there are 51 the, states in the Highlander universe. When they visited the senator in Revolutionary. That's right. Very so we, good. We were thinking about that then. It's still a possibility. It's a possibility. Oh, so let's talk about this class, shall we? So Duncan's teaching a class This here. is just show and tell. <laughs> like... Yeah, I have no, a note, like, no, what is this? What was the point of this class? Like, it bounces around from, like, one thing to another. It's just Duncan showing his crap off. Like, <laughs> that, that was him. He's like, oh, I didn't have time to come up with a lesson plan. Yeah. Let me just raid my gallery. Yeah, what shit. is the school, like, short on, like, te- like actual teachers? It's like, who could teach a history class? I don't know, an antique Duncan's school. not a teacher. <laughs> like, 
But he knows a lot about arms and armor. That's he's true. like a legit subject matter expert, yeah. I guess, in that. Not exactly Armani, but uh, yeah. <laughs> was that like chainmail or whatever? There's a, br- a brutal beauty to armor. <laughs> he's like there's a brutal beauty. <laughs> a brutal beauty. He's not not all money, but so he's like throughout all of history, mankind has had the urge to kill, but then also the urge to create beautiful things. Yeah, like what is that statement about in the context of this lesson? Like uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And there's this one blonde in the front that sounded really creepy, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like eating it up. She's like, oh yeah, yeah. So Mac closes out this class by asking if anybody wants like a hands-on thing, yeah. like, oh, you want to wear some armor? I'm shocked at how many college-age students are like, ooh, me. <laughs> Yeah. Like, dress me up in fucking armor. Like, I took it to mean that he's going to sexually harass some of the students. Yeah. It's like, yo, who wants to get groped by AP? Yeah. And he just has a trunk that he needs help. He's like, get yeah, carried to my car. To car. Oh, but we get Chekhov's mayor. Yeah, so so we walk are walking now to the car with his students. And once again, we're getting kind of like... He's got literally a horde of students following. He's, he's He might as well be Indiana Jones. Like, I think that's kind of what they're going for uh, here. It's like, yeah. this guy, like, he's the, the charming professor that, like, knows way too much about history yeah remember 90 percent of knowing arms and armor happens in the classroom <laughs> so mac is telling these students a story about the crusades. crusades right and these europeans were going up against the turks but the turks preferred mares and the europeans preferred stallions is that dude horses dude horses <laughs> he's like no one was prepared for what would happen when they met on the battlefield and the horse is fucked. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> She's like, and then the one guy who's like the class clown the whole time is like, oh, so you're saying that even in the 13th century, some people made love, not war? <laughs> Grown. So, yes, this is all going to come back later, of course. I wanted to talk about the part where... Uh, is Mac just perving? Is that why he tells this story? I think so, yeah. yeah. Why are you telling this weird he's, story? He's got an eye on that blonde girl. No, it's just so he can lay the groundwork for his scheme later in the episode. But. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, part- I agree that he's like telling her a sex- sexually suggestive story to, like, you know... Kind of get the juices Grease, flowing. Yeah, I was going to say that, but... <laughs> Grease the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Let her know that he's got a horse tech. <laughs> I'm assuming the person that got him this job stops him as they're walking to his car. And it's like, hey, Mac, there's a faculty meeting later about life insurance. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to that. Tell me how it is. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. I kind of thought that was funny. It was funny. But then she sto- she talks to one of the, the blonde students, and she's like, how is he? And she's like, oh, he's like great or amazing or something and then she's like yeah but how's his teaching oh, oh like yeah. automatically implying that and i was like that's gross <laughs> <laughs> especially abusing your power man in the me too era that was meant to be funny but nobody <laughs> i was too busy be drinking maybe beer. it's not funny <laughs> i don't know but yeah inappropriate after mac is done talking with these students he sees three dogs off in the distance and mm-hmm. he's like uh-oh and then we get a flashback to 1785 in england in the countryside and mac is on a horse this boy is running through the field and he's like help me help me and dogs are chasing him so mac is after the boy to help help save him and, and he shoots the shit out of a dog he shoots yeah. a dog so i have a note here it's like the, the hero of the story has shot a dog in this tv <laughs> yeah. show yeah shot him dead not old yeller style but the dog you is mikey style yeah mikey style yeah not mikey style the dog is like lunging for him though yeah but i don't know no this dog for the bad kid. News. oh yeah, yeah. The, the dog is bad news oh real bad news uh this so then kana shows up looking also ridiculous again yeah so this is tri-corner mac 
versus like I don't know what the fuck Kane is supposed <laughs> to be. Also, is he, is he like putting on an accent in yes, the past? He is, and I couldn't figure out what that accent was. He's oh. supposed to be like a little French or something. Yeah, I, I didn't even I, notice I that. Tell. Wow. Yeah, he he like he's like talking like this. He sounds like Hank Azaria in the Birdcage. <laughs> bird yeah. <laughs> wow, deep cut. Takes yeah. two Pyrrhans. Yeah, that's what he's doing. He's like, oh man, I was trying to fucking kill that little boy because he <laughs> threw a rock at one of my dogs. Right, yeah. yeah. So Mac was like, yeah, he only killed him because like he was going to kill the boy. He was like, that was the point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they, was, they were supposed to kill the boy. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Uh, so this guy is going to shoot Mac. They both got like their guns on each other, I guess. And yeah. the do- these two other dogs are ready to go. Uh, and then the Duchess shows up, and she's like, what the fuck is happening here? And Mac explains the situation, and she's like, dogs were on my property doing this shit? Destroy like, the destroy dogs. Destroy the dogs. Like, oh, boy. And then this guy is like, no! <laughs> if you destroy the dogs, next it will be you who is destroyed. And of course, he does not know it's the Duchess, and they're like, oh, treason or whatever, yeah. and punishable by death, death or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, geez, that's a little harsh, I think. But is this a thing? Like, I don't know anything about duchery. Duchery. <laughs> I don't know. Just like threatening someone's life is bad. Yeah, that's not good. I get the impression that this is a little sketch. Whatever, this guy's a real asshole. So they presumably take him away in shackles right so we then cut back to the present and we are in a cemetery so duncan i guess has kind of followed these dogs back to holy ground and canis is there like chilling on a cross okay so <laughs> shitbird bono he's bono. like yeah he is bono-ish yeah he's leaning on a cross this looks like a hot day. And now, yeah, well, he's still wearing <sighs> yeah, all this hot. leather, and he's got these yellow shades on. And he's, like, directly in the sun. I'm like, this guy must have been burning up. And he's <laughs> His got, orange fucking spray yeah. tan is dripping down his face. And this is where he's wearing the dog collar, which he doesn't wear for the rest of that episode. No, it looks ridiculous. Yes, it looks very bad. Also, I had a note here that they're on a real, like, Kane streak. Like, Kane from Highlander 3, Can Wolf, now Canis. Like, mm. I think they need to, like, space this out a little bit. <laughs> At least a little bit. At least a little bit. So he's like, tell me, McLeod, like, what do you teach those kids? Like, ethics, loyalty to your own kind? And, like, I guess implying that, like, Mac betrayed him in the past by... Teaching him how to be dogs? Or is he just describing things that are true about dogs? Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. Because Mac is like, you're not my kind, Canis. Like, you murdered. Like, you got what you deserved. And he says, nice flea collar, which I thought was kind of funny. Only kind of. And also, Canis refers to the dogs, like, as his family. So, like, this guy's like a sad sack, too. Like, what a... (laughs) Like yeah, I can only be friends with dogs. dogs. <laughs> Bro, you have some other problems. I love dogs. Dogs are great. What do we think of this guy's performance? I uh, can't decide if I love it or hate it. Yeah, I can't decide it's either. So weird. It's so weird. He makes puzzling decisions, but with such a puzzling character that it makes it just hard to know. Yeah, but he's basically like, I'm going to hunt you down with these dogs, McLeod. And I thought it was kind of cool. He's like, you can't sense the dogs coming. I thought that was kind of a cool, ominous... We've seen, like, gas get used as, like, a new kind of weapon, or... I have, I have a new weapon. Guys dogs. with guns. Yeah, like, got yeah. guns. Like, But, like, mortals have been deployed as, yeah. like, oh, you can't sense them. Like, this is kind of a twist on that. I appreciate that it's a new thing. In some ways, this feels less like cheating than other things. That, like, these guys almost feel like they're an extension of his will. Like, the dogs aren't goons. They, this episode treats them like they're a part of him, which somehow feels, like, more natural into the game than some of the other departures that have been made. Mm-hmm. Like, this feels more natural than 
gas. I used to or, use gas. Yeah, a van of SWAT guys. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so this guy pieces out, and he leaves the dogs behind, I guess, or one of them at least, so Mac cannot follow him off holy ground. And the dog is, like, barking at Mac, and Mac looks pretty nervous and unhappy about this dog barking at him. <laughs> is, Mac, is Mac afraid of dogs? I don't think so. I mean, he's pretty friendly with the dog later. That's true. And Adrian Paul is a dog lover and brought his dogs on set during the shoot. And he has Rottweilers. That's right. He also has Rottweilers. Ruff, ruff. Bow wow, motherfuckers. We then cut to the police station, and Richie is talking to the cops about this whole situation. And this is so puzzling because they're all kind of there in the same office together. Like, just, hanging, <laughs> like, why would you yeah. put these people in the same office? Yeah, they're just yeah. hanging out like, oh, you guys tell me about what happened. And it's like the murderer, the, the girlfriend that's pregnant. Everybody's there. Like and the then Mac happy comes. family. And he's like, is that him? Richie's like, that's him. That's the punk who killed Tess. And then we get a Mac flashback. Mac Mac back. back. Mac back. Uh, And so we get some scenes from the darkness and counterfeit part two. So which is like kind of the extension of the darkness scenes where Richie wakes up and realizes Tess is dead. I also noticed they added like spooky music and like an echo to the voices to make it kind of sound like ethereal during the flashback. So they did alter it, which is kind of cool. Only kind of. Yeah. This episode really suffers from the amount of this episode, which is reused. It's a lot. It's a lot. Also, I was like, I wrote at some point in my notes, countdown to dust in the wind. Oh, we didn't get it. We didn't get it. Spoiler. I would have liked to hear that again. Would you? Yeah. I was actually not looking forward to that. I just was waiting for it because I just (laughs) thought it was inevitable. Yeah. Well, we hear another classic classic. song. We cut back to the present in the police station. Richie is telling Mac, he's like, we got a little problem here, Mac. Like, they don't believe me. And Duncan's like, Richie said he did it. (laughs) Which then leads to an interesting wrinkle, which is that I guess they did not report. That sh- that Richie was there. I'm confused about all. None of this, of this makes sense. none of this makes sense to me. Wouldn't they have found two two bloods on the scene scene of the crime? I mean, or maybe they never bothered to test it if they never thought that there was the possibility of a different body being there. I mean, like, how would they know? Yeah, yeah I don't know. But like, the, yeah, the the cop says he's like, I don't see why it would take you two years to come forward. So yeah, is it about the murder? It, it can't be about the murder. Like, that must be on file somewhere, right? No, the murder's on file. It's just that it's on file as there being no witnesses. And what's the reason that there were no witnesses? I guess since Richie was shot, they don't want to acknowledge that he was shot. Because if they solved the murder, how do they account for it? I think we've had this happen in the past with the show. Like, oh, we arrested this kid that you said shot Tess. He says he also shot you. And Richie can be like, well, obviously he didn't. Like, he's lying. Like, and I feel like the cops are like, no follow-up questions to that. Like, you're right. Like, why, why would you have yeah. a follow-up question? I have zero questions about this. Yeah, like, they're, like, oh, he said he also killed you. Clearly not. Well, so. here's the other thing. Like, oh, we're investigating this death of Tessa. Hey, we found this corpse in a house that's right over here. <laughs> like, Yeah, what about all that? I don't know. Like, how does this shake out? Like, how did Tess get there? Like... What was the original police report if there were no witnesses? Like, did if, they ever ask, like, well, how did Tess get there? Was was she with anybody? Like, did Mac and Richie lie the whole way? And, like, we're like, oh, Tess was out there on her own? They like, must have. That doesn't make any sense either. Like, like, did they just leave her corpse in the street and wait like, for somebody yeah, to right? find That's it? really fucked. That's kind of what it sounds like. That's yeah. so crazy. Why would you do that? They, You have to. You have to? Yeah. Because <laughs> he can't, Duncan can't say he was there because. He was killing that. The evil watcher guy who's doing my Do you again. think they took her body somewhere What's else? What's he on? Birds or beasts? <laughs> and like <laughs> yeah. staged to murder somewhere else? Maybe. That's very possible. 
that's fucked too. Yeah. This is all weird. It is. It opens a lot of questions, yeah, that yeah. we had not had occasion to ask before. Crazy. Close all right, so. Uh, so Richie tries to fight this guy again. And then this is also crazy because, like, the cop's like, well, you have, like, a rap sheet, like, a mile long, and this yeah. kid's clean. And it's like, this kid's clean? Really? Like, we later come to find out that this guy was so high on something that he doesn't remember most of what he did. And it's like, this guy's fucking clean? Yeah, yeah like, that like, seems surprising to me. Surprising, right? If you're that high all the time and have escalated to 20 where you're killing people, like, you probably have a larger rap sheet than that. Something, yeah. He's a slippery snake. Maybe he's a member of Slytherin. Oh, uh, no, the slippery snakes. Then mm. I love the way Max says this next line. Like, the kid, like, apologizes. He's like, hey, it's cool. Like, sometimes stuff can get messed up. And Max is like, cool? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mac, Mac looks like he's going to fuck this guy. <laughs> like, yeah. It's brutal. Like, the cops are right. I mean, yeah, if this guy from their like, perspective. It's very suspicious that Richie doesn't, claims to have been a witness to this thing, yeah. but doesn't come forward. And, like, says he was there and that he was very close to the victim and didn't say anything. And not, like, a rando. It's not like he's a stranger and he didn't report it. Right. It's like, this is my good friend and I didn't report it yeah. until now. Very and shady. when asked why, I'm just like, mm. Oh, and Mark's not pressing charges against Richie. Right. Which the police think is a bad idea. Yeah. Perhaps that's Mark's, like, his in the back of his head, he maybe knows he could have done something. Right. Yeah. Which also, I'm not 100% sure he needs to press charges, frankly. No, because the police caught him caught in him the act. Physically so. doing it. like. But he, like, fucked his house up. Well, I know, but I mean, But you're like, saying the police would press. Like, no one needs to press charges in this scenario. Because the police watched him break the law. Oh, I see. I understand. So it's now just their obligation to yeah. follow suit with that. Mm. Perhaps. But whatever. It's all very convenient. We move on. Yeah. So Mac is spying on Mark, and he's, like, packing up a pickup truck. Like, he's going to split town. And his girlfriend comes out and is, like, actually literally goes, oh, hi, Mark. Which I thought was good. Uh, yeah, I, I wrote that down, too, because I was dying. <laughs> and she's like, I'm pregnant, Mark. I'm not sick. He's like, guess- no, you got to take care of yourself. He right. won't let her, like, lift a thing. <laughs> um, so now Mac is kind of unsure of what to do. He was definitely going to be like, yo, I'm going to confront this motherfucker. Uh-huh. And then when he saw the woman come out, like, clearly they are in love. And he's very attentive, if not controlling, husband. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I think he's being attentive. He's yeah, trying to. Sure. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. So we cut to Max New Digs. This is a pretty good conversation, Mac and Rich. I like the way this is shot, actually. Like, this show often shoots stuff just like, I don't know. It's nice that it's like. One person's looking up and one's yeah. looking down. Like, that looks more visually interesting than it is. most yeah. stuff on the show. What did you want me to do, Richie? Tear his heart out. You gotta make him pay. Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom style? <sighs> What's that called? Anonshiba. No, it's punchier than that. I keep on wanting to say Kumite. That's not it. Kumite. Kumite. So Richie's like, you gotta do it for her. And Mac is like, I can't do anything for her. Neither can you. And then there's some more dog barking, which kind of abruptly ends the like conversation. I like how Mac jumps off the ladder. <laughs> Mac is like really tearing the house apart, too. Like yeah. he's up there just like with his bare hands ripping wood off. Yeah. Crazy. I think he is he like scraping old paint off the wood or something. Maybe. He's a real uh handyman. Yeah, handyman. Yeah, he hears a dog and goes outside with his sword, and it's just a little boy walking a dog. <laughs> Uh, so then we get a flashback. And he kills the dog. Then he kills, <laughs> he kills the, the dog. Buries <laughs> the little boy. I still can't get over. I was thinking about this the whole time, and you already flagged it in the flashback. I don't think they have shows today where the hero straight up kills, kills. dogs. Like I just don't think that happens. 
right? Yeah. What was yeah. the last time you could think uh, of a... Yeah, I don't think that would happen on TV today. Like someone in intentionally Knight, killing a dog? Batman punches fucking, the... Sh- oh, Batman yeah. just punched the fuck out of a dog. Yeah. Like in the face. And then like a dummy dog goes flying. <laughs> <laughs> this guy does kind of have like a Joker... Like this guy's like Jared Leto Joker, Joker in a way with his shitty outfit. Like uh, he shouldn't exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this is a bad idea. Okay, so we get a Duchess angle at this point, uh, and Mac is going yo, <laughs> yo, <laughs> bone zone with the Duchess. She's I, I was got, so surprised. It was she's like, got her, her shirt off and her wig on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shirt off, wig on. Just how Daddy Mac likes it. <laughs> and Mac is fucking really going at it with her. <laughs> Oh boy! This but was hot. Then, <laughs> but then they are again interrupted by dogs howling. Here's what I, I don't understand the scene. So, like, they're just carrying this guy around with them everywhere. I guess to wait till they get back to like the palace or wherever. Does that seem weird? I guess they're on like a multi-day hunting expedition, right? Yeah, and they're banging in the Duchess's tent. They hear dogs barking, and then apparently one of her guards was killed by these dogs. By dogs trying to. Pull a jailbreak. And how do these dogs get away? Right. How do they get away? And how do they know? (laughs) Because they're connected, as you said. It's like their spirit animal. It is a spirit animal. His spirit animal is three animals. And they're dogs. This guy's like the dog whisperer. Oh, Caesar Milan. That's right. That's actually the the sound that's in the beginning of the credits, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So... So she's, she's just like fucking kill this guy. Yeah, like because I can't done. stand the dog. Yeah. The dog. <laughs> and the, the guy's like, no trial. And he's like, and she's like, yeah, fucking kill him. He will not threaten us from the get grave. But then he's like, all right. And he just puts his like hand on his gun and walks away. <laughs> but then they're hanging Mac, him. I was expecting Mac to say, why not a beheading? Yeah. yeah, I was expecting that too. Like, oh, we should get back to wait till why, we get back we to the palace so we can do a traditional beheading, right? Like, yeah. Well, they're in England, not do oh, they do beheadings. Yeah. No, not there. really. Yeah. It also depends on what era. But. Right. Yeah. We cut to a little bit later, and they are going to be hanging this guy. He's, this guy's crazy. He's like, fools, you're digging your own graves. And he's just like, let's get it over with. so cartoonishly evil. Like, literally says, fools, you're digging your own graves. It's like, what the fuck is this? And he makes sure he remembers McLeod's name. He's like, McLeod, right? He's like, I'll remember you. And yeah. then he, like, tells the horse to, like... I actually like that part. Get when he I, tells I the like horse that. to go... He's just like, ah! Yeah. It's kind of badass. He's like, yeah, yeah, fuck it, get it over with. But he looks ridiculous in his wig. <laughs> this looks, guy always looks ridiculous. Yeah, 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 is that traditional to wear the wig during the hanging? You don't uh, think they yeah. take that off? He, well, I don't think he's supposed to be wearing a wig. Yeah. I think in these days, he's, that's supposed to be his hair. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> All right. right. Not looking good. So he kills himself, and Max's like, oh. I'll hang back and deal yeah. with the yeah, body. Yeah, I'll take care and of the she, body. And she's like, Duchess is like, no, you'll come with me and take care of my body. Yeah, that's Ooh. right. That's really what's going on. <laughs> she's... Thirsty. And then she's like, she oh, and dig thirsty. a shallow grave, and like, we'll let the beast take care of him. And she's meaning to be like super disrespectful, but of course, that's bad news because he can get out of that. We cut to a little later, and this guy like busts through the dirt. Although I wish like the dogs dug, dug him, him out. Yeah. yeah. Like, especially because that would pay off her line, like, let the beast take care of him, like, thinking that he's going to get like eaten by coyotes or who knows what like yeah, that should have the switcheroo will be that the dogs are able to help him his hand just erupts forth from the dirt so He's, when he my still ones your master's back yeah. when he creepy. emerges and his face is covered in dirt and he looks ridiculous that's like the image youtube has for this episode <laughs> it's just his dirty face who's a dirty boy 
So Max shows up a little later, realizes the body is gone. Is like, uh oh. So we cut back to the present, and I guess Mac is like stuck in this memory or whatever. And Richie's like, is everything okay? And Max like, like, yeah, I'm just thinking whatever. Richie's like, I got some stuff I got to take care of. So he heads off presumably to deal more with Marky Mark. And said he's going to Joe's. Right. Joe is cold as ice. Yeah. Yeah. Joe's not interested in this quandary. No. And just like doesn't really engage. This is a strange... And and you actually raised this up earlier, Keith. Like, does Richie know that Charlie is dead? There doesn't seem to be an understanding on Richie's part of what the disagreement between Mac and Joe is. He's very confused. He seems like he's just puzzled. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he doesn't know what's going on. So the way this shakes out is... Richie's like, oh, like, what's up? I don't get all this Zen crap that Max's trying to pull. Like, I think he's going too far with it. Just like, I'm, just, I'm sure he's had his, has his reasons. Yeah, it's none of my business or whatever. And Richie's like, what's up with you? Joe's like, I'm fine. And then we get a flashback to the previous or two episodes oh, ago. Oh, God. And we see the breakup scene where, I forgot about where this. Joe Duncan, gets friend dumped. Right. Uh, and then we cut back to the present with a weird sound effect. Anyone notice it was like, Loop! like it made like a jump sound uh, when it jumped back. And Richie's like, you don't want to talk about anything? And Joe's like, I'm fine. And Richie's like, okay, I'll see you later. And so it's like, taken as a whole, this is the strangest interaction. Like, Richie comes into the bar, is like, hey, I think Mac's acting weird. Joe is like, I think he's fine. Richie's like, are you okay, Joe? Joe goes, I'm fine. Then, like, basically doesn't answer Richie anymore. And Richie's just like, I guess I'll leave. Like, yeah, what? I guess, like, what I a guess we're like, You know what this actually feels like to me? A question I, I, I posit often of, like, how did this interaction end? It happens all the time in TV. Like, there'll be a really intense interaction. Two characters will be at loggerheads. And then you just cut. So, like, you don't actually know how that interaction ended. Right. And it's, like, puzzling, like, how on earth does that end? This feels like how that interaction ends. Yeah. Where it's just, like, it's just silent. And Richie looks really uncomfortable and goes, like, well, bye? Yeah. Very strange. And also, I'm wondering, like, was Joe silent through his entire reimagining of that flashback? Was he just, like, standing there? Yeah, the whole time Richie was just going, Joe? I think Joe. so, because he's like, do you want to talk about anything? Because he's yeah. silent. Like, I Joe? I get the impression that Joe was silent the whole time. That's what I wonder about in these flashbacks is, are they always just sitting there like, oh. <laughs> Well, I guess not for the real time. Like, you could remember an event a lot quicker than right. you can live it. Yeah. Yeah, then the dog jumped, and I shot the dog, and, uh, <laughs> and then... The Duchess says making out on her real hard. Uh-huh. Well, let's dwell on that for a minute. Yeah, yeah that was good. Everybody's like, back. Mac, I'm still with the Duchess. Hang on, Mac. Just wait a minute, Richie. Uh huh. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. So then we cut, and Mac is driving up his T-bird, and we get a a montage in a park of Who Wants to Live Forever. So he's going for a jog, and he leaves his sword in his Uh, car, of course, uh, which they show you very. Yeah, Stro- like they give a close up of that. So it's sword. like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen in this scene. Right. Oh man, my nemesis who hunts with dogs just informed me that he's going to have dogs tracking me. <laughs> Let me go for a run alone in the woods. Yeah, in the fucking woods. He's working out stuff emotionally, man. I That's guess. True. Run through the goddamn city, <laughs> or run just or, an in your, or in your gym, in your, in your gym. gym, yes, your, in gym your gym that you own. <laughs> yeah. You god fucking damn it! This made me so angry. Oh wait, does he get jumped by dogs? Is there a point where he gets jumped by dogs he during is. this? Fuck! Who saw that coming? Do we do we hate this montage? I liked this one better than the real one. 
interesting. Is it, I is thought it they chose better clips. Which one's the real the one? The real one. The one where Tessa... False Tessa montage. <laughs> the, there was a Tessa montage before, right? Yeah. Well, that was the Dust in the, the Wind. wind montage. Yeah. Close I thought this was better. my eyes. Like, they chose... Like, it seemed happier. This seemed happier. They they picked, I think, some good clips on mm-hmm. this one. Like, when he was like, will you marry me? Like, I thought yeah. that was funny. Like, they picked, like, good ones. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember the other one. Probably because I just watched this one. I thought the clips were good. No, the clips are good. I like this montage. Duncan running was funny to me. Because <laughs> oh, they would just, like, show clips of him, like, yeah, <sighs> yeah, <sighs> and then cut back to, will you marry me? Yeah. But, yeah, we get more flashback footage. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind it, again, like, in the era of TV. Like, it's weird now because, we're well, we're watching these kind of Fast yeah. and Furiously. Vin Diesel. Uh, too Fast, Too Furiously. Yep. But, like, this is a good reminder for the audience sure. of who Tess is, especially like, new who's viewers. that? I yeah. don't know who that is. Ah. So, now we get a dog attack. Yeah, so he sees one, then he sees another one, Clever Girl, and then he sees <laughs> I wrote one. that in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> Clever Girl. Uh, so, Mac is running, and eventually he gets, like, torn down to the he ground. He gets fucked up by these this dogs. This is nuts. Apparently, the way they filmed this, I thought was kind of cool. I don't know if you guys saw this yeah. in the special features. Like, this was AP's stuntman, but... In a very Ed Wood style maneuver, they put like fishing line from the dog's like faces or collars, I guess, to the stuntman's like arms. So like when he would pull, it would actually like the dogs like had to attack him. Like he was constantly kind of pulling them closer to him. Which I thought that was kind of interesting. Like it makes yeah. them look like they're all struggling and stuff. Yeah, it makes it look like they're nipping at him, mm-hmm. but they're actually just being pulled forward <laughs> right. by the line. So Mac is able to get his sword out eventually. Very very awkwardly gets into his car. Yeah, he's like it's poking just, at them. Yeah. It takes like 30 seconds for them to shoot him getting into his car. I was thinking about this though. It's not like, you know, I'm facing like some robbers or something. So I have a gun and I'm like pointing my gun at them to like stay back. Like these are dogs. Like would they really like nope. hold back like that? I thought the same thing. Like, do they know what a sword is? I mean, maybe from Canis. Like, do they know to not attack that right. Duncan has, like, the upper hand? Like, why can't one just jump at him and bite his arm? <laughs> maybe. I mean, I think they can understand a cudgel, you know, sure. a weapon. Yeah, yeah like a rolled-up newspaper. That's actually their weakness. Yeah, that's the ending to the episode. <laughs> Canis has one weakness. Yeah, Or his slippers. <laughs> but Duncan, Duncan gets in his car. And he speeds away, and the one dog what? chases him. Jumps I up on top like, of the hood, right? Like, and he tries to bite him through the windshield. So that dog can respect the notion of a sword, not weapon, a windshield, but doesn't understand windshields. And then it's Duncan. Stupid dog peels out. <laughs> one of his dogs gets run over by a truck. Yep, that's rough. I guess I don't know. Yeah, rough. Yeah, rough. That's rough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so Duncan's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I listen to all these podcasts like all the time and I'm just like getting all this free content and like I'm loving it. But like I don't know how I could support them. If only they offered some type of product that they made that helps out the podcast and shows your love of the show. One of my favorite podcasts, Highlander Rewatched. Oh, why do you like that? Uh, it talks a lot about like one of my favorite shows, Highlander, and is also like kind of funny and quirky and has like a sweet irreverence for the show, which I like a lot, which is kind of cool. That sounds fair. Yeah. Okay. What fair do enough. they, what, what what do they, they do, do, though? Well, to raise money for their podcast to help support the amazing content they put out for free every week, they sell an awesome collectible magnet set featuring four of our favorite Highlander characters. Wow. What characters? Well, we've got the star of the show, Duncan. 
And they also have a modern version of Duncan and a cool Scottish Highlands warrior version of Duncan. Oh, like old school barbarian Mac? That's right. Ooh, I like that Mac. Uh, they've also got an awesome Amanda Joe. magnet, a Joe, and a Mythos. Mythos. Set like five magnets. So a set of five magnets. for, how? And it's amazing how much they even charge for it. It's only it, It's got to cost like 50 bucks, right? No, like 10 not bucks even. Magnet? No. You'd think because these magnets are so strong. I think I could fit, I don't know, how many report cards could I put on my fridge with this? I don't know, maybe like five? 10? Five, Ten? five. I think wow. I could put five, at least five. That's a lot of report cards. It is a lot of report cards. How many child's drawings could these magnets support? I guess it depends on the paper. That's true. And the size of the drawing. The There's a lot paper of variables stock, here. Medium they're drawing in. Mm -hmm. Wax is heavy. Wax is heavy. These are all wax drawings. Yeah, wax drawings. <laughs> Watercolors are, well, that's not really a drawing, I guess you would say. That's a painting. Yeah, that's yeah, these will not hold paintings. Don't even try. No. Paintings. Get those framed by a professional. Yeah. For your fridge. That's right. <laughs> For your fridge. I need a real fridge frame. We're going far afield. But how much do these magnets these cost? These magnets only said. cost $15, that which is, is crazy. That's a deal. What is that? About three bucks a magnet? That's literally exactly three bucks a magnet. What? Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. <laughs> Where can we get these magnets? You can go on Etsy.com and just search for Highlander Rewatch, or you can also go to Facebook.com and find the Highlander Rewatch page and click on our store link right at the top of our page. It says, shop now. hey -o. What if I want to shop later? Just wait, and, that, then, that, and then shop now. <laughs> shop now. Yeah. All right, that's fair advice. At some point, you will actually you will be shopping now. We're looking at now, sir. Yeah. Now. Buy them today. Today! So we cut to Mark's apartment, and Richie shows up, busts up in the house again, and this place is... This does have a trapped in the closet quality. Oh, it does, yeah. Uh, and Richie realizes that this place has been cleared out, so he's freaking out about at the girlfriend so he's trying to get info from her and Eamon what does she do well first she tries to get him off the track by saying he left me but Richie sees her shoes and then she tries to bribe him with a, a locket saying oh this is solid gold blah 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 and he's like no I don't want money <laughs> I have a weird note here uh, this is so random. I like that Richie's Batman here yeah he's yeah. gone from Robin to being Batman I couldn't yeah, I could, I, did anyone try to figure out a good like Batman thing for Richie I kept trying to kept coming up short i mean richie robin richie robin oh richie robin. robin that's perfect yeah. damn it how did we come up with it instantly and i like <laughs> spent 10 minutes being like it's not Rich. batman though i like richie robin that's richie good robin. so i had this weird note i said the girlfriend kind of looks like the boyfriend isn't it weird when couples are like that <laughs> yes <laughs> yes that both of those things are true two true statements uh, she does have kind of like the curly red hair so anyway uh we cut back to the loft above the dojo and mac is looking ripped i have and fucked up oh yeah he's like all bloodied up canis calls to like taunt him he's like sleep well but not too well and then and he's like i'll be waiting or whatever and also it's like so canis has this huge beef with mac that is mm -hmm. over 100 years old is this beef i guess purely over the dog that he killed the dog yeah i'm not sure like i'm unsure how much of this is beef and how much of this is just canis being canis like he i don't, I don't we don't have any reason to get a beef with gallagher right but he fucked up gallagher yeah that's true oh yeah next morning mac is coming out of his bathroom all right let's with, talk yeah. about this hubba hubba he's taking a shower i guess that's or right whatever. lathered up washed <laughs> off dried off so he has a robe and he has these tidy whiteies <laughs> and what appears to be an enormous penis. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, just a large, like, you get a full-on dong shot. Now, do we think this is prop department? Uh, I don't know. Cock department? Oh, it's a prosthetic the penis? Cock department. Oh, we should, 
if we ever get to why isn't interview this Adrian Paul again, we have to feature. ask him if he had a prosthetic penis. <laughs> In the episode later of the pack, were you packing, so to speak? <laughs> the stuff of stock down there, yeah. A cucumber wrapped, there, wrapped in tinfoil. This, this is so like obviously like a gratuitous, which is fine, whatever. But <laughs> which is this one, this which one's is great. The, this one's for the ladies. Yeah. Well, it is like the amount of screenshots, yeah, like kind of low resolution screenshots yeah. of this that are online oh, really? is like uncomfortable. Like <laughs> this is something that is shared. I'll say with the ladies of uh, the older ladies, especially of the Highlander fan community. Duncan McLeod wears tidy whiteies. He's got to keep his boys in those days. In those, <laughs> da- in, those da- in those days, he definitely did. Yeah, I feel like today like, he'd be a boxer briefs man. Yeah, boxer yeah. briefs. This is not today. What do you think AP's rocking today? What's that? What do you think he's rocking now? AP and boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. Yeah, boxer briefs are the only real answer. Mm. <laughs> This is like the pinnacle of underwear technology. Yeah, that's true. Mac Weldon type thing. Ooh, Mac it's Weldon. A, a, oh, hey, microbial uh, technology. Anyway, I'm wet. So yeah. moving on. And then Richie comes in, and Mac takes a really and long like, time. And Richie's Mac takes like, a really oh, long time yeah. to to, re, to put his robe on. Hey, boss. So I'm like, is Mac like testing the waters out? Oh, baby. He's like, oh. Yeah. Look at this. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I actually think we should play this next clip and talk about it because I think this is very interesting moral territory here. So I went back to Roska's place, but that little scumbag wasn't there. He's played out. How do you know? I saw him leave. And you didn't stop him? Richie, that girl loves him. So what? So she's pregnant. What are you going to do, make her a widow too? Mac, I don't care. I'm going to keep looking until I find that boy's ass. Richie, I've tried revenge. I've hunted men and I've slaughtered them with their wives and children watching. Don't care. Are you going to stop me? And Max shakes his head no. So I think we should talk a little bit about this scene. I don't know. Uh, I Richie think it's finding that boy's ass. I'm going right. to find that boy's ass. Mm. So, well, no. first let's talk right. about just the idea so of... So Mac like, is a mass murderer. <laughs> yes. So Mac how do we feel murderer. about this guy escapes retribution or revenge or justice by the fact that he has a like wife and child on the way, like Mac is making a judgment call, like the op- like he's like, no, we do not need to dispense justice. Like these guys are mortals, and he killed a mortal. Like there is a mechanism for dispensing justice. The like the wrinkle that is often introduced in this show by immortality is that there is no mechanism by which justice can be delivered. Because as a result of their immortality, there's something kind of extrajudicial about the whole thing. This guy, convinced as they are that he did it, which, again, still surprises me because I don't know that I could be that convinced in any of their shoes. Especially Mac's shoes. He's never seen this guy before. True. He has to go and effectively commit a crime against a mortal and kill a mortal in a way that is like true vigilante justice. Sure. Is what the stakes are here. And under those circumstances, I'm dubious of it. But also, I mean, you said this isn't like extra judicial, but I think feel like in some ways it is because like it seems like there is no resolution to this because there's no evidence other than Richie's word, which is not going to be trusted. Right. But that happens all the time. Oh, no, no. But like this show never posits like Mac never questions Richie's certainty about this. Like neither like they are positive. This is the guy like for both of them. This is the dude that did it. 
And they know, like, they know it in this, the context of this show. So Matt can't go to the police because it's the dead end there, presumably. And so he does have to act on his own. I'm like, the only way to get justice, like, the police, like, the normal routes for justice, unlike the immortal system, usually. Like, where he's got to dispense it because immortality can't be taken care of by the courts. This can't be taken by the co- taken care of by the courts either, though. Yeah, but the mechanisms in place, like, reach their natural conclusion. You know what I mean? There yeah. was an investigation into this thing. They did look into it. They didn't find this guy. In some ways, despite the fact that, I don't know, Richie and Mac have this, I think, unwarranted certitude about the whole thing. Like, the, the procedure is working as it should like the the police are behaving reasonably at all levels i think that's Mm. in some ways significant so for mac to like go out of his way to become a vigilante and kill this guy also knowing that this guy like he's going to be creating all these second order harms by doing so is a tall order in my view Hmm. second question what do we think of max like what's the moral imperative for mac to act here like the end of the scene is like richie's like are you gonna stop me and mac thinks about it and shakes his head no like mac definitely believes what vengeance on this person is wrong as evidenced by the fact that he doesn't want to do it like to me this just like at least this is this just brought up feelings of like well when is your inaction as bad as an action like is, is mac responsible to stop him i'm not 100 percent sure he is but i do think it's I mean, a morally Rick- difficult position to, to hold to be like well my inaction is okay too yeah he kind of leaves it up to richie I mean, Richie has a stake in this in that he was killed by this person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Richie he, was also murdered. He's immortal, so it didn't matter. But I think Mac gets it. Like, he gets why Richie wants to do it. And, like, Mac has been him. Right. right. You know what I mean? Like, Mac's not really in a good position to judge Richie for doing something that he himself, when he was Richie's age, did. And would have wanted to do. And I think on a, on a big level, Mac wants to do it. Like, he wants to go out there and rain vengeance down on this guy. So, I don't know. I don't think he's, like, begrudging. In some ways, he's, like, letting Richie make his own moral judgment about what's appropriate. And, like, he's made his. Like, both of them are aggrieved. Sure. But Mac, like, like, his life was, like, altered for the negative by some of the things. Like, he's like, oh, I murdered, like, I killed people in front of their, like, women and children or whatever. And that was, like, a bad thing. Like, Mac has said in other episodes, like, that was bad. But he seems to be playing this, like, idea, like, oh, like, Richie will make his own mistakes. Like... The way you like a dad would say to his son, like, oh, like he'll learn that, like, you know, if you mess around with fire, like you get burned. But that's how he learns. It's like, but the ramifications of Rick Richie making a mistake here is like people die. <laughs> like this, the consequences of Mac being like he'll learn his own mistakes are very different, I think, than just like you know. Does that mean that Mac's supposed to fight Richie though? Like that's the logic. No, I, I don't necessarily it. think so. But it's just kind of strange that he is. Yeah. Just like yeah, like I'm not going to stop you. Like he doesn't seem to put up much of a fight. Although he does present his side of the case, like, I did this before and it was no good. I mean, I'm against killing this guy Mm -hmm. in general, but, like, insofar as they're having this discussion in the first instance, like, I don't know, I kind of get Mac's position on it. Like, short of Mac physically fighting him or calling the cops or something, like, he doesn't really have a way to stop Richie, short of violence or getting him arrested, like, Mm -hmm. which... To me, there's no world in which he does that for the benefit of this guy. Like, I just don't think he trades that guy's life for Richie's. So you let him do what he can. Mm. Also, I just want to say, I didn't call, which he did. I didn't bring this up. Like, I actually agree a lot with you, Kyle. Like, I think Mac does get it and this and that. I just wanted to bring it up because I think it's a point the show is dealing with that's, like, interesting. So that's that. Very good. (laughs) Very good. 
Eamon's like, nah, this is boring. Okay. <laughs> Eamon's like, oh, I want a nap. All right, so we cut, this and Canis is... Canis is preparing to burn his fallen he warrior. He dog Hampton. Hampton. His Hampton. Name, which I laughed when he was like... <laughs> All I could think was he Hampton. named it after the tiny tune. Yeah. <laughs> little pig. Little pig. Or the pig. Hamptons. Yeah. He gives him a Viking motherfucking funeral. Yeah. You're a warrior. Is that his trailer? I guess so. So he lives in a fucking trailer. Yeah. Not surprising. Like Michael Christian. And he's got... he's Ooh. Yeah, and his right. mom slash sex partner. Yeah. Do you think he's shacked up with her? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say, these, is, is he these dogs' mom slash sex partner? Yeah. <laughs> so he's got like a funeral pyre and some tiki, tiki torches. So I guess he's a white supremacist. Oh, yeah. That's also. right. He's one of those tiki torch whites. Yeah. Uh, so we then cut to Joe's bar uh, later that night. And Richie is there asking about Canis. And he's like, do you know where Matt can find him? And Joe, once again, is like, nope, I can't help or whatever. I'm a watcher. I watch. Yeah, and Joe's just there drinking on the job, eating peanuts. The um, doctor is not in. Right? Yeah. Like, and so Richie leaves in a doctor, Joe. <laughs> so yeah, two interactions in a row, not going well with Joe, and with no explanation yeah, still. They give no explanation. The, one of these scenes makes sense. Why do they have the same interaction twice? Why yeah. is Joe in they this just, episode? They just give two interactions yeah, of him question. still one. I don't mind him being in just to like kind of remind you of where the state of the relationship is, mm-hmm. yeah. and to illustrate, like, no, 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 this door is closed. Right. They didn't just have a theoretical falling out. Mac legitimately needs help. Mac is not going to ask for it, and Jif asks Joe will not give it. I think that's a worthwhile interaction. Sure, but and I think all that... we've essentially seen it twice, though. Like that's yeah. the part I don't get. And I think all that needs to happen to make it like a little better too is that like Richie needs to address it with Mac, like and maybe argue against it. Like, hey, I talked to Joe. Like, what's going on? I don't think you should be doing this. And they can have a you brief guys discussion. Are friends. Yeah. So now here we go. This yes. scene is like this is another scene that's like burned into my mind from a, being a child. Like wow. this is so weird. So let's play this, this clip. Nuts. So this clip is nuts. Also, you were just looking at the mom, right? You were just like, Mrs. Mm. Meach is hot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no shit. Mrs. Meach. Mrs. Meach. Also, Mrs. that Meaches are in heat. Sorry. Yeah. Um, this Meach is in heat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so this, to set up this scene, Canis is arriving at like a dog kennel or something like that, a dog breeder. Yeah, she's a breeder. Uh, Miss Meech is a breeder. That's right. Uh, so let's let this uh, play out. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Canis. Peter Canis. Billy, be home for lunch. Please. My own string has recently been depleted. A tra- tragic accident. I lost one of my finest boys. I see. Well, I have a litter that'll be weaned the middle of next week. If you'd like That's to not meet. exactly what I had in mind. You see, I breed my own. They obey no voice but mine, take food. From no hand but mine. Oh, now. This is what I had in mind. This bitch is almost in heat, isn't she? Mm-hmm. That's perfect. I'm sorry. Lucille isn't for sale. Good lady, strong chest. I'll take her. Look, I told you. She's not for sale. You haven't heard. Look, I'm not interested. I am not leaving without that bitch. Okay. Wow. All right, so... This is my favorite 
Highlander scene, scene ever. This guy's performance is nuts. <laughs> so like, let's let's describe like, the visual aspects question. of this. Is this a good performance or is this a bad performance? This is great. Yeah, like it's probably I, good. Like I feel like this is the most entertaining way to deliver the lines as written. This is insane. Like, also, oh, it's batshit insane. Looking at this guy's like goatee, like it looks like it's fucking makeup on. Like yeah. it's like stenciled. This is like a Nicolas Cage level. Yeah. Performance. It actually kind of sounds Nicolas like Cage. Cage. Good actor or bad actor? Yeah. Depends. Tell me. I don't know. So he smells. Yeah, and he can like, tell that the dog is in heat. He's leaned down and he's like smelling in the dog kennel, and he's like, "Ah, yes, this bitch is about to be in heat." Oh my god! And then he like threatens this woman with sexual violence if he doesn't give me that bitch. Oh. He like pins her against the cage, and he's like up on her. He is up on her. And it's gross. Yeah, this is all, all unfortunate. Him smelling the dog and telling she's in heat only makes me think that, like, when he's back in his, like, RV, that, like, he's, like... He gets lonely sometimes. Like, he crawls around and, like, sniffs the dog's asses and stuff. (laughs) Like, he's down there with them, like... Yeah, well, he's not going to let all these people into his trailer without smelling their asses first. That's true. After this, Mac shows up. Oh, well, he just, like, pulls up. And then very nonchalantly gets out of his car and walks up. Like, yeah. there's a real threatening situation playing out here where, like, God knows what Canis is going to do to this woman if he doesn't get Louise or whatever her name yeah. is. <laughs> and then Mac just, like, gets out of his car just, like, walks hey, over. No, hey, what's up? Mm. Like, that could have been, like, a dramatic, like, he really pulls up and, like, yeah. gets in there. And he's just, like, me, me. Canis. Peter Canis. Also, his name's Peter Canis. Is that his real name? I guess. Peter Canis. <laughs> also, Peter Canis, Canis, Anus. <laughs> okay. So when Mac arrives, he follows Canis to like this, I guess, park right next door or whatever, backyard area. And Canis is there just like waiting for him. And he's got his dog trained on the little boy, Billy. He was like fishing. I have a note that this little fucking kid looks like completely brain dead. Like yeah. this kid. <laughs> like, wow. Completely brain dead. Yeah, I don't know. This kid just is like a His duh, name's look Billy up. Meech. Billy Meech. Be Meech. Be Meech. Um, it's gonna be Meech. I kind of like this interaction, like the way he's able to hold this kid hostage. Like the kid's like petting the dog. The dog is very nice. And Canis is like, all I have to do is think it. And this dog will rip that boy's throat. All I have to down. do is think it. Oh my God. Oh, I have to. <laughs> what's, what's the resolution to this scenario? It's that, yeah, I guess Mac just leaves, right? What's that? He has to let Canis walk. Right. Yeah. Canis walks, but the dog's still there. Like, I wonder how long Mac had to wait there. Well, once Canis is gone, he can't give the command. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Then Mac is talking to Mrs. Meech, and she's like, boy, I'm glad you came by when you did. That guy yeah. was like bad news or whatever. Like, he was trouble. It's like, he sure was. You know what they say, the bigger the dog. The smaller the... It's like... Uh. But then she just says dog. Dog again. There's like, the bigger the dog. You yeah. know what they say? The bigger the dog, the smaller the dog. What does that mean? Who oh, says yeah. that? No, I'm familiar with that expression. Yeah, that's a very famous idiom. Well, I guess Back she's calling from... a dog. Do you think Candace has a little pink wiener? I think he's I think his wiener's pink. Hung, hung, baby. Oh, yeah? He doesn't have a little dog red rocket? Ooh, a little red. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was getting at. A little red penis? Yeah. Good God, man. So the first time I saw a dog's penis... Oh, boy. Like, <laughs> Why are we doing this? It was, my no. co- it was my cousin's dog, Alex, and we were out in the, like, their Poconos house the or something. The dog was Alex? Or the dog's name was the dog's name was Alex. I don't like I don't like this kind of benign human name. I don't dogs. either, especially since like my roommate's name is Alex. It's just weird. And when yeah. did you see his dog penis? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Uh, I had never seen like a dog penis before. <laughs> 
I saw it and I was like, I ran to my cousin. I was a little kid. I was like, something's wrong with Alex. You're like 17. Yeah, I was 19. And like my cousin runs with me to see the dog. And then he just looks at the dog. And he's just sitting there with his like dog penis out. And my cousin just goes, that's his penis. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just walks away. He turned into Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, hey, he did. that's his penis. And I was like, oh. That's good. So, Mac reveals that the reason he wants this dog, Lucille, is that he wants to breed. Yeah, That's Canis wants to breed. Right. Yeah. Canis wants his dogs to breed. <laughs> yeah, right. To, <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> to be clear. But Mac, the wheels are turning. Yeah, he's like, hey, Lucille, good girl. I think she likes me. So, he's got he's got a plan. We cut to, like, this loading dock, and Richie is asking this guy. He's like, hey, like, you see this dude with, like, a squirrely, yeah. squirrely dude, curly hair or whatever? And the guy like points, like, but the guy like points like to the sky. Yeah. Like he's like, oh, over there. It's he's like, what? Heaven. Like, why are you pointing at a 45 degree angle up? And then at, in form of recompense, Richie just like gives him a pound. Yeah. It's he's great. just like, yeah, thanks, man. Like, give him some money or something. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks, so, bro. So then Richie's able to find Mark. Mark's rocking like a man bun, and he's, I don't know, like kitchen staff or like a dishwasher at some restaurant. Yeah. He's taking out the trash, and then the chase is afoot. To Richie. Which he confronts him, and then this dude like somehow manages to climb up a fire He's escape. like a parkour man. <laughs> he, Not really. It's like, like Mark core man. Mark core. Yeah. Oh, hi, Mark. But he like he leaps pretty high. Yeah, that's true. Just grabs onto this fire escape. So this is the clip from the top of the episode, and Richie goes... goes nuts fucking again bat ryan i don't know he's richie robin and i don't know he does a good job i think he's like yeah he really puts it to 11 i don't know that this other guy did we find his performance is believable no i mean the guy's just like sniveling and i don't know man i don't know wasn't there another scene another episode just like this where they were fighting know, on a on a fire escape. With Richie or with Mac? With Mac. Mac does it at one point, and doesn't the guy accidentally hey, fall? Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. shit. He does. But it's basically that again, except this time. Well, we right. don't know what happens. That's true. But mm. Richie's describing the scenario again, and the thing that triggers this dude's memory is he describes like that he had a jacket with... An Indian, you know. An Indian, you know, on it. And the guy's like, oh, the Mohawk? Yeah. <laughs> I, I lost that jacket a year ago. I like that he calls it the Mohawk. Yeah. And he's like, I did it. I killed her. Oh, man. The Mohawk. I'm so sorry. Yo, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry, bro. I know mistakes can happen and stuff. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool. cool. It's cool. So he's like hanging over the edge of this fire escape, and he's like, oh, I'm going to get married and like have a kid. And Richie, I like this comedy. He's like, so was she, which is pretty badass. Yeah. So now we cut to Max New Digs. All right. So, all right, all right, all right. Mac is, I don't remember what he's doing. He's, he's looking at blueprints. Okay. He's he looking is. at blueprints. Canis appears. But they aren't blue. No, they're know. not. What color are they? These are Canadian blueprints. Uh, so they come in white. Canis is like at the door, and Mac has those plastic flaps like over the doorway. And he's like, ah, it's time, McLeod. And McLeod turns around to look at his sword, and there's just a dog, dog. in front of it. <laughs> yeah. dog in front of like, how did the dog get in? That's a big dog. Uh, how did the other dog get in, Eamon? <laughs> and the other dog fucking leaps through a window. Like, shatters it's the amazing. window. And it's, I this is love... computerized effects, right? I have no... Oh, I didn't really notice that. I don't it think might be. so. 
I just assume it's pop it, glass. Oh, I think it's computerized. Ooh. I don't think it's real. I don't know. In the next episode, we see some computerized effects, and this Ooh, looks way better than that. That's so. true. <laughs> uh, the dog's computerized, you mean? Yeah, the dog is fucking all the dogs in this are Toy Story. computerized. <laughs> yeah. But this dog jumps through the fucking window. It's amazing. Yeah. I loved every second of it. And Mac really looks like he's over a barrel for a second. Mm-hmm. And he wraps his forearm in a jean shirt. <laughs> yeah, which is smart. I think yeah. that's smart. Yeah, no, it is smart. Uh, so that's why he always up. wears those jean- denim yeah. shirts. Yeah. Uh, so Kana shows up and he's describing, he's like, oh, don't worry. He's like, you know, they'll you, rip your throat out and you're going to shock, so you won't even feel the rest of it or whatever. Yeah. And then Mac opens a door <laughs> and he's like, hey, like your date's here or whatever. Hey, Lucille. <laughs> Lucille's in there. Lucille. He casually just pimps out Lucille. And so all... there is literally a shot. They like move the camera to the dog, and the dog goes, <laughs> <laughs> Like it's a Scooby-Doo cartoon. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? That's why it's Chekhov's mare. <laughs> and then yeah. poor Lucille gets triple teamed. Yeah. Double teamed. Double teamed. Oh, that's right. Dogs. Yeah, that's yeah. right. The other one's Hampton. Hampton. Hampton is dead. Hampton's dead and burned. My beloved Hampton. They do it for Hampton. So, they yeah. put their little paws up. <laughs> Mac. <laughs> so Mac it's, locks it, poor Lucille it, in a room with two vicious dogs that are just going <laughs> to fuck the shit out of her. So she gets Eiffel Towered. Yep. <laughs> this should have been in finale part two. <laughs> this is this is finale part three. That's true. All right. So now the fight is on. This well, is a, Mac is like, nature can. It's like, you can't fight it. Yeah. This um, is a good fight, I thought. But you can fight me. And so then they fight. Yeah, this yeah. looks good. Canis like, leaps in. He's good. I feel like he's good. He is wearing a ridiculous outfit. Par for the course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He has, like, a frilly black shirt. He has, like, Jerry Seinfeld's puffy shirt, but it's black. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's exactly what he's but a pirate. He's, he's good with the sword, I think. Yeah. This it's, is a, like, it's a fairly quick a good fight. fight. It's quick, but I think but, it's good. And the way Mac decapitates him is Mac... that? Ooh. flips over him and does like a spin like he yeah. does like a 180 spin or something and in do- midair and cuts his head off am i to believe that he flips completely yes. over yes i think so percent. so he flips over like six feet in the air yeah that's, that's a thousand insane. percent what you're supposed to believe so that's a little silly but it's so cool Mac has trampolines i guess all over yeah. his yard i put in these trampolines throw some grass over it then if i had to jump off the porch uh trampoline over the guy. There we go. Are you ready for the best part, though? Let's talk about the quickening. Okay. Uh, Fuck this. Uh, <laughs> this is the most insane quickening since the ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> this might be crazier this, than the ghosts. This is crazier. This blew my mind. I I'd never seen this episode before. When I saw this, I have in my notes here one star is automatically taken off of this episode. Because of this. What is the triggering event for this? So he cuts Canis's head off, and then he takes his sword, and he bashes two swords into the ground. And am I expecting to believe that the quickening energy goes through these swords into the ground? Oh, wow. Wait. Oh, I, I did not that. think that. I just thought it was, they was just, he stuck swords in the ground, and this other thing happened. Yeah. Whatever the case may be, a Duncan's <laughs> fucking entire house levitates off of its foundation with three horny dogs yeah <laughs> Those dogs three dogs are, oh, the dogs are all in there the dogs are in the house <laughs> i didn't think about that that's good and then lands back down and everything's fine like yeah. somehow the house is fine it doesn't collapse how, yeah, how, does, how does the house uh, not collapse my god this is bonkers this is the worst thing i've ever seen this is an insane moment 
in an insane episode. Like, yeah. it's like two layers of insane. All right, so how about we take a listen to executive producer Bill Panzer talk about this scene. Let's. Three years of a show, you're in your fourth year. Whatever you've done before, you kind of think, well, that's old-fashioned, and I'm tired of that. So whether the audience is tired of it or not tired of it, you decide, well, we're going to have to shake it up and change it a little bit. I take the blame for the levitating house, is that somehow I believed that we could kind of have a Steven Spielberg moment on a $8,000 special effects budget. You know, I somehow thought we could do it. And the fact that we came pretty close to pulling the thing off, I think, is, is amazing at all. But it was like, let's make the house fly. And everybody goes, great, we'll figure out a way to do it. You know, and it was, it was that's kind of the, the sort of spirit that was on behind the scenes in Highlander all the time. All right, Bill Panzer, you're so wrong about all that. Also, is anyone surprised that it was his idea? <laughs> is anyone no. surprised? No. No, then, not really. Cheers for five years. And then he's like, we came kind of close. Kind of close to what? (laughs) The majesty of a Steven Spielberg epic. Yeah, that's what I'm reminded of. How is that Steven Spielbergian? A floating Uh, house? A floating house. I guess, did they think it was going to be... Is that like an E.T. thing? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. This this does not land at all. This is awful. (laughs) It's funny. I was like... Laughing uncontrollably. This episode, because this episode I actually did kind of enjoy, but just because it's so insane. So that this moment was insane, I was like, this is perfectly in keeping with everything else that's happened. Sure. Mac punctuates this house floating with a pun. What's he say? A stricken earthquake insurance. I guess it's not a pun, is it? Sorry. It's just a bad Bad joke. joke But like levitation insurance? There was no earthquake. There was no earthquake. Yeah. Which also would be great if your house had collapsed with. And yeah, wouldn't that have been funny dogs. if the house collapsed at the end of yeah, the episode? Yeah, had to like, rebuild oh, okay. it like completely. Well, like I'm no you know house expert or anything. Um, I'm a city boy, but isn't your house like connected to the ground beyond just like my house is laid on this foundation? Doesn't he have a basement? Yeah, I was gonna say I think he does have a basement, and in that case, absolutely, stuff is like connected. Like it's not just sitting on a slab of like a foundation, like a slab of concrete. So yeah, so I think it's connected more than this episode makes you think it is because <laughs> it just seems like it's resting it's on like beams boop, yeah. it just yeah. floats up as one does don't run at the wall too hard you might knock do you the think house that's over. what mac yeah. was doing with those uh those blueprints he was like i am going to remove all the supports here yeah. and like detach <laughs> this so we can move the house around yeah that's what he was doing and what about the poor dogs inside <laughs> They're freaked out. Yeah. Oh, my God. End in ecstasy. End in ecstasy. So, the denouement of this episode. We cut to the loft above the dojo, and Mac is reading that Treasure of the Fourth Crusade book, and he gets the buzz. And Richie comes in. He's like, hey, look at this, a boy and his dog, because Mac is there with Lucille. And the two other dogs, who I guess are cool now. Wait, I didn't even notice. The other dogs are there, The other two dogs are in there. What? They're there. And he says, I got to return these back to the breeder. With interest. With interest. The the two other dogs are the with interest. Somehow I did not notice the other dogs were there. I thought the with interest meant she was was pregnant. pregnant. Oh. That'd be amazing. That's funny, too. Yeah, no, the other dogs are in there. How are they not murder machines? (laughs) Because I had a note. I didn't realize they were there. I was thinking that this dog was now impregnated with Canis's dog. Canis. Canis. Canis whoop-bat. Canis whoop-bat. Canis whoop-bat. Uh, Canis fucks the dog first yeah. before his dogs do. My point yeah, that's was... How he, that's how he shows he's the alpha. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, my point was is that then when Lucille gives birth, she is going to be giving birth to like kind of murder machines. Like if Canis has raised and bred dogs all this time, like he is probably bred like extremely aggressive dogs. But they're I'm very assuming disciplined. I mean, yeah, they're not like wild. I'm not sure. I was like in fear of like poor Mrs. Meech getting the dogs, and then like there's like hellhounds at her fucking <laughs> <laughs> at her kennel or whatever. You want a baby? Go knock up some willing hellhound. <laughs> Are there immortal dogs? This is like, yeah, this is, that's a good question. Immortal animals? <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, no, Sorry. But only they get the buzz for each other. And they don't have to decapitate each other. They it's a very high-pitched buzz yeah. that only dogs can hear. And they have to pee on each other. <laughs> All right. Highlander spinoff idea. Highlander, but with animals. I'm going to think about this. They do like a little switcheroo. Like the way this is edited and the dialogue makes it seem like Richie may have killed Mark. Because Mac right. is like, well, how did, how'd it go? Richie's like, oh, it's like, it didn't feel like I thought it would feel. And it's like, oh, he must have killed him. And like, revenge didn't feel so good. But then we flash back to him hanging him over the thing. And Richie he, has a moment of forgiveness and he pulls him up. Right. After you were hanging a guy off a fire escape several stories up, what's the walk home like? <laughs> it's a long walk home. It doesn't feel like you think it will. Yeah. yeah. So Richie's like, I couldn't kill him. And he's like, where's the justice in all of that? And Duncan's like, there is no justice just mercy and that's the end of the episode so maybe let's talk about that first what is the difference of justice and mercy and uh. i mean i guess mac is just admitting like no there is no justice in this scenario but the best we can do is show mercy i i, like, I guess it's like he can't deal out justice like that's not something he has the power to do but he does have the power to be merciful i don't know but doesn't richie have the power to deal out justice i guess to an extent or maybe is it because of the extenuating like harm that it will cause like is it still justice i don't know hmm. but i tend to think yes i'm not sure interesting before we talk more about this episode why don't we play a game <laughs> Right, we're gonna play a game of three in five. Three in five is the game where I will list a topic, and then alternating Keith and/or Eamon will have five seconds to name me three examples that fit within that topic. The first two that they give will be worth one point each, and the third one is worth two points for a grand total of four points per question. And guys, these are all gonna be dog themed in celebration of today's episode. Yay! So who wants to go first? Keith, do you want to go first? Sure, Keith. Name me, from any media, three talking dogs. Wishbone. Nope. Wishbone. Oh Wishbone. I don't even God. think Wishbone talks, though, does he? He yes, narrates. He narrates. I, was, I, was definitely I really fucked that up. You did. We were just talking about no, we, just, we spent so much time talking about Scooby-Doo. Scrappy He's a speech impediment, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. so that count. Damn, all right. I blew it. Yeah, Eamon, all media, name me three crime-fighting dogs. McGruff the crime dog, Rin Tin Tin, Benji, Scooby-Doo, uh, Dynamite. I will, yeah, I'll take some of those. <laughs> you got three. Yeah. Who's, who was uh, Benji? Benji's, I don't know if Benji fights crime, but it's like a smaller dog, and there would be Benji movies when we were kids. Does McGruff fight crime? I think yes. he just bites it. That's true. He takes a bite. Yeah, sorry. So isn't biting a method of fighting? I guess so. Sure. Take a bite out of crime. Oh, so he's being metaphorical. Ah, uh, that's true. Do, guys, do you remember the song? No. Uh, I feel like I could still send a letter to Scruff McGruff. I'm not kidding. I'm pretty sure it. it's. Lay it on us. Scruff McGruff, Chicago, Illinois, 60652. Wow. Does that still work? I don't know. Let's try Just it. try sending him a letter. Keith. Yes. Name me in Highlander the Show three k villains. Uh, Kane, Canis, Callus, 
Cartwright. Nope. Sorry, what were the ones you named? Kane. Callus. Kane's a movie villain. Uh, yeah. Who's the uh, the guy in Mongolia or wherever? Bologna Sandwich Man. What? Who's Bologna Sandwich Man? What are you talking about? <laughs> Bologna yeah. Sandwich Man? He committed war crimes. He then opened up a... Uh, oh. It's Kane. Cairn. Fuck. He, <laughs> fuck. He just becomes Cage. Cage. He's Cage and Karen. So that was. So what, really were <laughs> what were the other ones you said? What were the other ones you said? Callus. Callus. I think one. that was. I think that was it. Uh, no, you, and Cartwright. Cartwright. Who's Cartwright? <laughs> you didn't say another one. No, I don't think. I so. thought you did say four, but yeah. Mm. Amen. I blew it, man. <laughs> Amen. Name me three Highlander movie villains. Oh, Kane Kurgan. Oh shit. Uh. Katana. You got it in there. What? Barely. <laughs> barely snuck it in there. Barely. I'm giving you four with an asterisk on that one. Barely. What is this? Bless the child? Not for breakfast, man. Keith, name me three commonly issued commands given to a dog. Um, roll over, stay, shake. Yeah. Hey, all right. Very good. <laughs> I'm on the board a little bit more now. If you were trying to teach a child, what are three sounds that a doggy makes? Woof. Bark. Yelp. Bow wow. All right. I'm not sure you got bow wow in there. Yeah. I'm giving you two on that one. Also, it'll help keep it a little closer. Yeah. Keith, <laughs> name me three brands of dog food. Uh, Alpo, Wishbone, and Kibbles and Bits. Yeah. We'll go with that. Amen. This is a slightly harder one. Name me... <laughs> three name me three rappers with canine names. Uh Lil Bow Wow, Snoop, Doggy Dog, Pitbull. Yeah. Nice. Good. Very well. Very done. good. Is Pitbull a rapper? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Keith. Pitbull. If we were at the Westminster show, name me three sporting dogs. Um, a golden retriever, a Australian Shepherd, and a German Shepherd. Ooh, those are working those dogs. Those are working dogs. Oh shit! Wow, that was hard. That, I, this is this might actually be the hardest character category. It's classist, Amen. man. Same Westminster. Name me three toy dogs. Oh shit! Uh, duh, duh, duh. God damn it! Uh, Chihuahua, poodle. Uh, you got Chihuahua. Okay. You got you got you got you the Chihuahua. Chihuahua. You got your Shih Tzu. Shih Tzu. Oh, my grandmother had one of those. His name was Russell. Russell? Mm-hmm. He Another his, normal kind of name. Yeah, he ate his shit. Oh, boy. <laughs> With a score of 10 to 15, Eamon, you are the winner. Yes! In and, your face. And I didn't even have a U.S. Senate-related question this I know. Time. I was getting nervous. I was, I was, <laughs> honestly, I think I was thrown off from the very beginning because I was trying to think of them, and I was like... <laughs> I was getting ready to have a transition that was, speaking of dogs, name me. <laughs> but name I, me I, the three most dog-like U.S. Senators. <laughs> and that's how you play three and five. Good so, job, guys, boys. before we talk about this, I thought we'd read some Watcher Chronicles. Oh, Okay, so let's talk about the Chronicle for Mr. Peter Canis. He was born in 1705 in Dresden, Saxony. His first death was 1733, hunted as sport and killed by Devon Merrick. His first teacher, though, was Devon Merrick. Mm. Wait, so he's hunted for sport by his teacher? Apparently. I guess he knew that he was immortal, so maybe that's why he so did it. Like I don't know. He's most dangerous game then? That's fucked up. Uh, his original cultural affiliation was German. Distinguishing characteristics, travels with a pack of dogs. <laughs> Recent base of operations, 
no fixed base of operations. Occupation, dog breeder, watcher, Lewis Robinson, and his chronicle reads, the chronicles read like the Bible sometimes. So-and-so begat so-and-so, and who begat so-and-so, and so on. Uh, but his, they can't have kids, so... In this case, Duncan McLeod begat Devon Merrick, who begat Peter Canis, who begat a bunch of really nasty dogs. Wait, what? So I guess Devon Merrick, there's some... There's some stories there. If we so was he mortal and Mac made him immortal, maybe? Sounds like it. So I guess there's something vaguely incestuous in that it was McLeod who finally offed Canis, not to mention one of the dogs. Part of Canis's mistake, if you'll allow me a bit of Monday morning money quarterbacking, <laughs> is that, like most bad guys, he stopped to gloat. McLeod knew he was coming and had time to formulate a damned clever plan. Canis should have kept his usual M.O. Show up, set the dogs on stun... And have at it. Set the dogs on stun. <laughs> but no, Canis had to pay a friendly visit on Holy Ground and explain his evil scheme before he tried to kill McLeod. That never works. Didn't these guys ever watch Batman? <laughs> oh boy. One wow. thing I want to know, though, what is with McLeod's house? Talk about not conforming to building code. <laughs> what? Is that because it flies or yeah. just because it's a piece it's of a shit? Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even know it flew. Hmm. So, guys, let's talk about this episode. What are our thoughts? I like it, but if you'll forgive the pun, if you forgive a bit of Monday morning quarterbacking, it's dog shit. <laughs> but I love it. Like, yeah. I, do, I had a lot of fun watching it, and it's got a lot of really memorable moments. But, oh boy, is it silly. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of season one Tom Foolery in this bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this, like, the Richie plot is so heavy and serious and is dealing with, like, subject matter that is, like, core to the show, like Tess's mom's death. Or Tess's mom's death? <laughs> <laughs> Tess's death. Yeah, Tess's mom's death. <laughs> Tess's mother. I never told you this, Richie, but Tess's mother was also murdered by gunshot. <laughs> And you were there. <laughs> but yeah, that's like, it's like, that's a crucial bit of like the show pivots when that happens. And it's strange that that's in an episode that also has like this such a story. fucking cartoony, like could Jersey Shore level yeah. villain. How is that not the only plot of an episode? Exactly. Like both of these, I think, could just exist on their own and it I would don't be fine. By Duncan's washing his hands of this. Because he just kind of sees it and just says no. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have, like, a moment that I buy into. Because he had seen them together before. He knew that he was with this woman and that she was pregnant. And right. then he sees it again, and it's just like, okay, well, now it's fine. Right. Yeah, this deserves its own episode. I don't know how it's a whole episode, but they could figure it out. The Canis stuff is so goofy, and this stuff is so serious. It's so fucking heavy. Yeah. Richie's performance, like, she, he cracks it up to 11. Like, for better or worse, he is firing on all cylinders. So then coupling that with, this bitch is almost in yeah. heat, is it's a insane. Little, and I agree, yeah. Eamon, that, like, yeah, you don't see a turning point for Mac. Like, wh- why isn't Mac more upset about it? Like, he's he's amped up at the beginning. He's like, cool. Yeah. But, like, he drops it pretty quickly. Yeah. So this sort of reminds me of the turn with Karen in Blind Faith in that, like, has Mac learned from that scenario and that's what's going on here? I don't know. Maybe. But that guy, like, proved to him in so many uncertain terms that, like, in serious terms after, like, Mac really confronted him that he was a changed man. 
Right. Like this guy, he just like looks from a distance as he is maybe nice to a pregnant woman, or maybe he's right. just condescending to a pregnant woman. We don't know. Yeah, it's it's too like tidy. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I need to breathe more. This argument. I feel with like, Mac. Yeah, I feel like that whole bit needs to be extracted, and we need to have an episode that explores like the shit and take back to the night, which is referenced here. Mac's like, I've killed women and children and fucking whatever, which is a reference he made in take back the night. And we never really got to see what that was all about. Like, I think it'd be worthwhile. You don't do these stupid Canis flashbacks. You do yeah. flashbacks about that. You contrast that with this current situation. The Canis flashbacks are pointless. We already know what his deal is. Mm-hmm. Like they have a past. That could be one line. Right. Canis, I come across him and his canine it was friends all before. For the Duchess. <laughs> canine yeah. friends before. <laughs> it was all yeah, for I mean, the Duchess. Don't get me wrong. I love that Duchess scene, if you know what I mean. We could see Duncan like exacting bloody revenge on somebody in front of their wife and kid. Yeah. And maybe he flashes back to that. Yeah, or like see how he learned that taking revenge was wrong. Or maybe see the aftermath of his revenge. Like, what do I do now? Like, right. Those moments. These topics are brought up with Richie, but like... They keep getting interrupted. Like, there's no... We never see a discussion. Like, when Max, like, tearing wood off the, the house, Richie's like, we gotta go after him, right? And, like, Max's like, I don't think so. And he's like, we gotta do it for her. And he's like, we can't do anything for her now. And then there's a dog bark outside, and, like, the conversation's over. And I feel like Richie in that moment is like, huh? What do you mean? Like, like what's the explanation for, like, we can't do anything for Tessa? Like, how do we avenge her? Like, it just stops dead. And same thing where Richie's like, I'm gonna take revenge. Like, are you gonna stop me? And Mac is just like, nope. And it's like, have a discussion. Like, I, I feel like Mac doesn't make too much of a case for a lot of this stuff. Yeah. It doesn't have enough time to make it. Right, case. exactly. Like, you just kind of have to, you have to buy into it. Right. Like, he, he gives them, like, a fortune cookie. And you're like, oh, okay, that's wisdom. Mm. And for such an important, like, titular moment in the show, like you were saying, it's, like, so shoehorned in. It's weird. And I mean, I like the fact that this episode exists. Like, I like that they revisited this killer... Like, I think this is a cool idea for an episode. This hyper-intensity with this hyper-silliness is a weird one-two punch. But I feel like this contradicts their initial reasoning for killing Tessa off that way. They were like, killing Tessa this way is, like, supposed to be real, because in real life, you don't always get, like, it wrapped up in a pretty bow. Oh, that's true. And it's like, oh, they find him. I mean, I guess you could say the same thing. Like, he just randomly runs across this guy. Right. But I'm like, I feel like they just should have thought of something else. Mm. So do we want to rate this bad boy? Kyle, how many vroom vrooms would you give this episode? Out of five. How many vroom vrooms? I'm going to give this more than it deserves, I think. I'm going to give it three vroom vrooms. I was very entertained by this. Like, that is a real gentleman's three it's getting. I thought you were going to go higher for the entertainment value. Oh, I mean, if it were for the entertainment value, this would be low uh. on my list. It's so nutty. But I like the delivery from Canis. Some of the most insane batshit moments we've ever seen are in this. We'll be laughing about this for a long time, I think. So I think I'm in part prorating it for the yeah. extra utility we're going to get out of this bitch is in heat and the floating house. So, yeah, three stars. Entertain me. Hey, man, how many dogs in heat do you give this? So I would give it three, but for my self-imposed, the floating oh, right. house gets a star removed, so it's two. Two? Wow. That's... I loved Canis's performance. I loved the idea of his character using the dogs to weaken immortals. His outfits were goofy. 
I didn't really like the Tessa stuff that much. I liked Richie's performance during the Tessa stuff. I'm going to say two. Mm, I am going to give this three ginger man buns. Yeah, I give it more points just for the Tessa content. I think there's like strong emotional stuff there and kind of some interesting moral stuff, but it's like yeah, kind of swept under the rug and not super present as some of the other episodes have very clear moral centers. Yeah, and then you got like goofy canis who i don't know i imagine him listening to like evanescence and stuff like when <laughs> goofball uh yeah so that really takes it down i'll give it a three it's uh it will it'll definitely give us some humorous things to talk about in the future which is great yeah yeah facts very good well thanks everybody for listening to this week's episode leader of the pack vroom, vroom. Vroom. look out look out <laughs> join us next week where we're gonna be talking about a very funny highlander episode goofy on purpose this time as opposed the, to this one the double eagle the double eagle oh double lucille eagle. got the double eagle in this one <laughs> <laughs> on true. that note <laughs> at least you didn't get the blood eagle from oh god oh, oh boy yikes Ooh. so thanks again for listening follow uh, us on yeah. facebook if you want to write us some uh give us a five five-star star review, review do it on iTunes. itunes yeah we haven't talked about itunes in a while uh yeah if you've been listening to the show i know we have a lot of new listeners out there mm-hmm. uh, if you like what you hear head on over to itunes or on your stitcher um app or whatever app you use and uh just give us a hopefully five-star review uh and you can just leave a star review or you can actually write a little review and we'll be happy to read it uh we always love feedback especially the positive kind which that's is really right. great i've been your rewatcher keith this is kyle i've been your rewatcher amy <laughs> Bye. Bye. See ya. We're very sensitive. Mm. We are. What was that? <laughs> What's that? Was that a fart? Yes. Mm. No. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't no one about. heard the fart? No, I didn't hear the fart. Mm-mm. Did you fart? No. You <laughs> smelt it. I didn't smell it. it. I heard it. He uh, who in heard the cans. it. I got ghost farts in the cans. Turd it.